Kevin Smith has run from dummy half and scores a grand final try. Welcome to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and Denon Camp on SEN. Welcome to the Captain's Run. Uh, all of our listeners, however, wherever you're tuning in, whether it's 1170 SEN in Sydney, 1620 SEN on the Gold Coast, or 10.53 in Brisbane. Uh, Queensland, listen via SN, SENQ on uh, DAB+. Uh, or you can listen live on the SEN app. Download the app, SEN app at the App Store or Google Play Store. Or you can listen belatedly on the podcast, The Captain's Run, on Apple or Spotify. Google it. Not Google it, sorry. Search it. Search it. Smitty? Yeah, search what it. What was life like before Google, mate? Um, I can't remember. Seriously? You know what? It was peaceful. <laughs> you know, yeah. And you know what? You could tell a porky and no one will pull you up. <clears throat> um, yeah. <laughs> Storytelling was a thing. Yeah. Now it's like, um, well... I'll just check Google. Yeah. Let's just check Google. Absolutely. Just to clarify that. Absolutely. Whereas you could just toss whatever you, you wanted up. And Literally. Like, oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. Mate, the mystery is gone. Bring it back. Mate, the mystery and the romance between having a yarn is gone. Can we get some? Can we get our listeners to text him? Would they like Google gone? Yeah, get rid of Google so you can spin a yarn a bit better, mate. But how was your week? Obviously, huge yes. week last week. It's simmered down a little bit for yourself this week, I'd assume. A little bit of quieter week. How, how's it been, mate? Oh, it's been good. It's been really good. Um, and not trying to rub salt into the wounds here, but mm. um, you know, whenever you win a State of Origin match, it's it's always nice. Mm. It's always a nice, easy week. You feel good about yourself. You feel pumped up. And, you know, to all of our listeners that support New South Wales, they've they've felt that way over the last few seasons. Yeah. Can't be. They've yeah. had plenty of wins. Um, but, yeah, it's, it was a less stressful. Oh, <laughs> it's crazy. Six points. Go, That's oh, it. Going into that first game, like, I was relaxed, really relaxed. But game day, holy hell. Wow. Um, yeah. Because you, you've it's, got no control. Yeah. Okay. So your work's done as as like a a, a member of the coaching staff. Mm. Your work's done. Yeah. Um, all you could do is sit and, and hope that the guys go out and play well, which they they did. They yeah. were fantastic. Um, but goodness me. Now it's I don't much know, easier playing. I was going to say oh. I don't know if you will ever say this, but did you have some empathy for Bellyache after <laughs> having to actually coach once? No. <laughs> what, as an origin coach or just as a coach? Just a coach. Oh, no, a no, coach. absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I feel for all coaches. Yeah, oh, mate. Like, if you're, if you're doing that every week, mm. goodness. I, oh, I just, oh, mate. How frustrating really? would it be you sit in the video room mm. all, all week you're drilling first five sets. I'm sure yes. you guys are probably the same. First five sets, yep. must complete, must yep. complete. Yep. Second, yep. First or second set rolls around, someone throws a stupid offload, oh. knock on, yep. and as a coach you must be going, oh, my God, it's just five sets. Just don't even think about offloading. Yep. But they do anyway. Yep. They do anyway. I know. And, and, and like, <laughs> you got to think, you got to put yourself in their shoes. Like, they're not going out to make those I errors know. intentionally. They understand the game. Like, yep. The more you hold the ball, the better chance you've got of winning. But <laughs> at the same time, you're just like, oh, goodness, what, like, what were they thinking? <laughs> what were they thinking? And, I, and 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 also another part of coaching is I I can understand now um, why now Craig Bellamy and and all of his assistants do so much preparation on the opposition. Yeah. Because when you're sitting up in the box on game day and when looking down, like when you've seen things from you know individual players or or the team, you know the way they play their footy. If you've seen that during the week, but you haven't 
sort of told your team mm. what to expect, you're sort of sitting there thinking, oh, geez, I wish I, I showed them that. Yeah. You know, if if yeah. something um, that they're, they're quite good at, like a set play or an individual's got like a strength of their game that you want to make your team aware of mm. and you haven't, like, yep. and then that comes back to bite you. Mm. You know what I mean? Sitting there, you... Th- I can understand now why Craig Bellamy does so, so much, much work, work on the on the opposition because mm. you, because when when he does that, um, all of his players are, are aware of everything that's coming their way. Yeah, absolutely. I think a perfect example of that is is if you had have known. I'm not not, not to say that it, you know you could have known that it would happen, but mm. let's assume that Cleary and Cook have done that pass before on that trial where they throw yes. that really quick pass oh, straight yeah. to Cleary. Mm. If you had done video on that, you could have said, oh, you could have told the centre, tipped mm-hmm. him up, mm-hmm. or the three and probably the centre, mm-hmm. and just said, mate, as soon as you see Cleary a bit wider, just yeah. shoot straight at him. Don't get him. And that's that's the beauty of video. Yes. The beauty of video. But, mate, speaking of New South Wales... Oh, there's a bit going on. Oh, there's a lot going on. I mean, I get it. I know it's, it's, it's origin and, and there's a lot of... Tense, it's tense energy of oh my god! If we lose this next one, the series is over. Yes. Uh, but in saying that, it was a cl- really, really close game of footy. Well, they weren't that far off. Oh mate, you know, and and most origins are like that. There's mm. been a few blowouts in, in of recent times, but m- most origins are decided by a try or less. Yeah. I think it's, there's some crazy stat if you want to go look it up, but. Over the period of time that Origin's um, been played since 1980, like there's very little that separates both teams. Mm. Like the, the the points differential, yeah, it's crazy. Mm. Like it's it's less than 30 points over the over that period of time. Yeah, it's insane. So, it's insane. So most matches that you know Queensland and New South Wales are involved in, they're decided by a small margin. Yeah, and the other the game one was was an, another example of that where, yeah. like, you look at the the, the the last play of the game, Isaiah Yo was thirty centimeters, inches, yeah, inches away from Crazy. from scoring, and and then yeah, well, clearly would knock that over with his eyes shut, yeah, and then you go to Golden Point, so they're oh. not that far off. Mate, it's it's just... not that far off, that, and that's what makes Origin so great. But you know, is it surprising to hear some of the things coming out of New South Wales? Probably not, um, and that's not having a dig at them. It's just I don't know. Even when I was playing, it was a bit of a trend where. You know, if they if they lost one, there was sort of there was calls for changes, and and I'm not saying that's from internally, yeah, from their or just from their footy team, fans. just 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 the noise around with with media and and and, and Blues fans and and whatnot. Um, they've got a good footy side. Yeah, you know, do they need to make changes? I don't know. Minimal. Yeah. Minimal. Yeah. Um, to, to as we said, it, it was such a close game of footy that um, you know, one, one one moment in that game that goes. Um, New South Wales way, it, that might be a result for them by six mm. points. Yeah. Yeah, the result might have gone their way. Yeah. That's how close it was. Yeah. Oh, mate, absolutely. Uh, and it, it, I agree with you that I get it, I understand it. You know, New South Wales, very passionate about origin. Mm. But I would probably go the same route of minimal changes because I kind of feel like yeah. Freddie... He's absolutely done it before. We have to remember he's done it before. He's yeah. literally back-to-back at the moment. He's yes. back-to-back at the moment. And I think 
New South Wales, in my opinion, have to trust that they had the right plan going into game one. Mm. There's just a few tweaks. like, and, and I'll give my tweaks that I would give, and then maybe you just speak about if that is uh, something that makes sense. Okay. You know, I probably would start Cam Murray. Now, I know Greg Alexander has come out and said that they didn't start Cam Murray because they wanted to, they didn't think he'd go 80 because he hadn't played much footy. He only uh, played yep. one game. Yep. That's uh, fair enough. Yep. Yeah, that's fair enough. I, I, I'm still interested in, in why they named him, though. If they knew that, why didn't they just put him on the bench and say exactly what they said after the game? But anyway, it's, mm. that's, it's clearly the reason he mm-hmm. said it. Uh, so I would start him. Now, the, the two bench spots, that's, that's probably two bench spots and probably, unfortunately, Tarek Sims. I would probably consider moving someone in that's in current good form and club. Like, like I know Sims has a, been. Like a what, Crichton? Like an Angus Crichton or a Tyson Frizzell. Okay. So... Well, Frizzell was there. Yeah, he was in the in, squad. Yes, extended yes. bench or whatever. Yeah, and uh, on the bench, uh, the only two positions I would say that are in a bit of pressure would probably be the fourteen with Crichton. But that's not that's Stephen Crichton. Yeah, and that's not because he's not a good player at all. It's more oh, I it's just, the makeup of the seventeen. Yes, exactly. And also, I thought Queensland did such a good like their bench was perfect. It was yeah. perfect. Not to put the mock on it, touch wood. No, touch wood. But the tactics were perfect, and I think that New South Wales, you know, even though I hope their tactics aren't as good as ours, but I think. That would be the right way to go is a similar, having a 14 that is a real genuine 14 off the bench. Yeah, well, there's been a bit of talk about maybe adding Api Coruscant mm. um, as, a, as a utility on the bench um, to maybe give Cookie a spell. Um, but, you know, I, I actually thought Damien Cook was, was pretty strong. I, I thought he was dangerous. 54 tackles, zero misses. Yeah, so, he, well, he was, he was tireless in defence, oh, but um, with the footy... Particularly early in the match, he, he made a lot of you know, pretty strong inroads in, into the Queensland defensive line. Yeah. Um, and that was off the back of a couple of really strong carries from their forwards. Um, but is, is, that, is that the way for New South Wales to go? It's a bit of a different setup for Queensland because mm. Ben Hunt, he's not a, he's not a dummy half. Yeah. Like, Normally. Tra- traditionally. Yeah, yeah. He's not a dummy half, although he's played a fair bit of... He's like, a bit like... So good at it. Joey Johns. Not, not comparing... You know, is that something crazy? Not comparing... You know, hear something crazy? <laughs> yeah, go on. We've got a text here. Right. From a bloke named Andrew. Now, you tell, me, you tell me whether it's Joey. Hi, gents. Google has stopped Matty Johns adding mayonnaise to his story. Andrew from Newcastle. <laughs> now, that oh, may be Joey. That may yeah. not be Joey. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that... Yeah, that could possibly be. Yeah. <laughs> Good on you, Joey. <laughs> or Andrew. Uh, whichever one it Andrew is. from Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> um... I've lost my thought now. Uh, oh, sorry. Comparing Honey to to Joey. Yeah. Right. So not not saying that they, yeah they're the same player and 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 whatnot, but they're both half halfbacks. They played a fair bit of rep footy in the nine jersey. Mm. Um, so that's a little bit different to what what Damian Cook and Abby Coruscant provide. Like mm. they're both nines. Yeah. Very true. Um, so um, it's a little bit of a different setup. Um, but yeah, there, there's some decisions to be made for for um, Brad Fittler and, and um, his selection team, mm. um, whoever's put, putting together their side for game two. Oh, yeah, so... Um, what about for yourself? Yep. You were an 80-minute hooker. Mm. Let's say, and obviously you, if Mal or whoever came to you and said, mate, we've got this tactic, we want to... How much does that affect the flow of your game by being brought off 20 to 30 minutes in? Because you were so good at doing things in the first 20 that didn't pay off until last Later. 20. Mm. How, how much does that affect the flow of your game? Yeah, a little bit because, again, I'm, I'm a much different... Um, or I, sorry, I was a, a much different dummy half to, say, like a Damien Cook or mm. a Harry Grant. Yeah, those guys are explosive. They're runners. Mm. You know what I mean? They, yeah. that's, that's what they base their game on. Whereas, as you said, yeah, a lot of the work that I tried to implement... Um, 
for the footy side was trying to graft out a, a win and try to place the team in a position where we're really strong at the back end of the game. Yeah. Um, and so the way I played wasn't, from the first minute to the last minute, it wasn't overly different mm. because I didn't have that explosive speed that those mm. those players I just spoke about. I mean, we watched some highlights had. here, some highlights here on the TV. <laughs> well, Smitty, well, as a yeah. young fella, it looked pretty explosive <laughs> to me, mate. Mate, that's 2003. Well, just, there's, there's a replay on it at the moment. Um, Melbourne Storm v Broncos, 2003. That was probably I'm about 15 games into my career. There can't be so. I'm pretty fresh. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good. The legs, the legs are pretty fresh. Um, but um, yeah, like so, I, I felt as though yeah, it sort of it took away you know the, the momentum that I was trying to build, um, not only in my game but for the team as well, mm. um, because I was that different style of player. And I actually, I come off um, a couple of times early in my career with with Origin, and, mm. but that was probably more around my capacity to play out eighty minutes. Okay, in those early games, yeah. Um, although majority, and, I, and I'm talking, yeah, maybe. You know, two or three times I come off. Yeah. Um, that that might even be a stretch. It might have been a couple of times. I know I come yep. off in my first game. Okay. With about four or five minutes to go. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's a breather. Uh, yeah. So um, <clears throat> that that was real. I didn't spend a whole heap of time um, on the bench. It was just because of the style of footy that I played. Mm. Um, but yeah, like this, the, it's so much. It's faster, mate. It's yeah. so much faster now. And, yeah, okay. and and we just we're we're lucky to have two guys like Ben Hunt and Harry Grant mm. who can share that role, mm. and they actually complement each other with the way so they play. Well. So well, yeah. The only reason why I ask is because the the concern, I guess, for New South Wales, and you've kind of alluded to it, is Cookie's an eighty minute player at mm. the moment, yeah. um, and played plenty of eighty minute games at New South Wales. Mm-hmm. And you could argue Appy's probably an eighty minute player too. Oh, he is. Um, and so. You're right. They are in a bit of a different situation to Queensland, where Harry is an 80-minute player to a degree. I think he's still mm-hmm. even at clubs. Sometimes he gets bring, brought yep. off. Sometimes, yeah, he does. Um, and he's still really early in his career, whereas those two boys are a bit further along. Yeah, and and the big one for Queensland is that, um, yeah, Ben Hunt. He he provides that utility value where he can yeah. he can play in the halves, mm. um, you know, and he can play a bit of that, you know, sort of 13 that link role in the middle mm. um, as well. So. Um, yeah, not saying that sort of Appy and, and um, Damien Cook can't do that. Mm. Um, I just think that yeah, there's there's probably as far as utility value goes, he's he's probably the best sort of utility in in it or available for, for Origin at the moment. Ben yeah, Hunt. very true, very true. We've got a text here. Morning, the goat and Smithy. <laughs> just a quick one. <laughs> Thoughts on Burton to centre for Stags, leaving Crichton at 14 for his versatility. He's unlucky for Stags, but Burton's kicking game could come in handy for Queen, if Queensland managed to negate Cleary again, and he could cover multiple positions too. I don't, I don't mind that. I don't mind it. What do you think about that, mm. one, Smithy? Um, yeah, I'm not sure. It's. Um Oh look, there's no doubt that that Matt Burton he's a he's a wonderful player, um, and he's only he's still starting out. He's mm. only just starting to get going in his career. Yep. Um, I'm not sure whether whether they they take a pun on a on a on a rookie. Oh, um, in, in a game, game two. two. Yeah, and, and 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 again, like you got to let's let's put things in perspective here. Like this is this is do or die for for New South Wales. Mm. Mm. They they need to get this this right. Yeah. Um, they need to get their selection right. They need to get their preparation right because yep. if if they drop this one, the, well, the series is gone oh, before it God. even gets to Brisbane. Holy, you know. So that, that I guess that's why there's so much talk at the moment ab- about who will be pulling on a Blues jumper in, in game two mm. is because um, 
they haven't been in this this situation for a little bit. Um, like last year, they were, they won the first two mm. comfortably. Well, comfortably with the I guess the community that listens to Captain's Run, mm. give them an insight into you've been in plenty of series where you've lost game one. Yeah. What is because like the tension must be pretty oh yeah it's huge. yeah what's it like in camp oh it's back backs to the wall mm. and um, you know I, I think for for you know through that period of of time where we were quite successful um, I'm not sure exactly how many game the first games we dropped yeah okay but um, I don't know we always had this sort of air of confidence not not arrogance mm. just just confidence that you know we we knew exactly. What went wrong in in game one? Um, we had the ability to, to to actually identify whether you know something with our preparation wasn't quite right. Mm. Um, you know things that we done during the game that we could have been better at, yeah. and areas that we needed to focus on in that in that preparation for game two that we needed to be better at to to give us an opportunity to win. Mm. Um, a little bit different pre two thousand and six, and I say that. You know, my first game was was game three. New South Wales had already won the series. Yeah. So okay. for me, as a as a first gamer, there wasn't really a whole lot of pressure. Yeah. On, on me to go out. It's and almost. Play. I mean, it sucks as a Queenslander, but it's also almost like for you personally the perfect time to. Oh, it was. Well, you it was. Just enjoy it. Yeah, and I played like fourteen games or something <laughs> of first grade. So I, I think. Oh my it, god. It, it was a selection. Yeah, it was a selection through. I was I was really fortunate. Mm. Um, uh, PJ Marsh, he, well, he was the Maroons' number nine. He hurt his neck after round one, yeah. uh, after the first game. PJ Marsh. They then called him Michael Crocker. And Mickey Crocker? Yeah. So Michael Crocker and um, and Scotty Sattler, they shared the, the role of dummy half in no game two. Way. And we got beaten. So then I think, well, they, they just went, oh, well, the, you know, the series is gone for, for us. Mm. We'll give this young fella a go down in Melbourne. Yeah. See what he's got. Yeah. And then so... Um, I come in in a situation where there was, well, there was. There's always pressure when you play a state of origin. Yeah. You know, you want to go out there and play well and not not let anyone down. But I guess in that situation, there's less pressure than going into say a game one or a game two when the series is on the line. Mm. Either way. Yeah. Um, so that's that's where that was at. But then, uh, 2004 and 2005, they they both went to deciders. In, in those years. Yeah. And I just, as you mentioned before, like losing game one, going into the game two, it's such a, such, it's a much, there's a lot more pressure, oh, you know, and, and you and you think about it every day. Yeah, you, really? You, yeah, you think about your preparation and mm. um, you think about the game and, 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 you know, everything hinges on what you do during the week. Mm. And, and you know, have we got this right? Have we got that right? Um, is this the right team? Mm. Um, sometimes a little bit of doubt sneaks in yeah. about, you know, are we good enough? Are yeah. we, you know, and, and that's, they're the things you've got to deal with. And mm. uh, and again, I go back to, you know, talking about that's why Origin is so special and, and makes it so unique in our sport is because there's, there's not, there's, it's, there's no pressure cooker like it. Yeah. You know, for, for everyone involved, for the players, for the coaches. As a fan. The fans. Yeah, I can feel it as a fan. Yeah. Like, I'm like, boys, can we just get this game two? <laughs> and we're still a week, a week and a half away. Have a look at us. Far out. Incredible. Uh, we're going to head to a break, but make sure to call in, ask Smithy all your questions, including Origin ones, 1301. Sorry, not 1300. I keep getting this wrong. The yeah. producer keeps telling me it's 1300 yes. 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736, and we'll see you on the other side. Back to the captain's run with Cameron Smith 
and myself. Thanks to the SEN app. Download it today for free in the SEN app store and listen anywhere, anytime. Now, we've got some text here, Smitty. A lot of text. Uh, boys, I just don't get it. Surely Nico is straight into that 14 jersey, but I'll be happy if he's not. Go Queensland. Benji in Melbourne. Yeah, I agree with you, Benji. Well, we said that in the lead-up, didn't we? Yeah. In the captain's run to, to game one, we, we just thought Nico was going to be 14. Mm. Um, I see that he ran out with the football side in, in game one. He was out on the field lining okay. up for the anthem, so he must have been 18th. 18th or 19th, man. Yes, yes, 18th or 19th. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I, I think he might be there. Okay. Oh, let's not jump the gun here. Mm. I think he might be there well, for, what, for what, game two. You know... And then this is just, a, I guess, a very casual observe, observing uh, New South Wales game. I do believe that if Nico Hines was on the field, mm. because basically what happened was is Queensland upset, upset Cleary's rhythm yep. every single time. As mm -hmm. soon as he got into rhythm, boom, someone would shoot out of the line. Yep. Pressure, pressure. So if they had Hines on the field, you could have almost used Cleary as a decoy and said, yeah. Hines, I want, for the next 10 minutes, you take control of the side. Cleary, get on the other side of the rock and just yeah. be a decoy. Well, yeah, well, not even a decoy. You're just adding another threat. Yeah, yeah. And so if he entered the field, like, straight away, Queensland players are going, well, this bloke's in good form. Mm. Um, you know, we need to look out for, you know, A, B and C, part of his game. Yeah. So, and that sort of takes away from, from Cleary. But, yeah, oh, look, I was really surprised that he wasn't there. Um, you know, the the other opposition thought otherwise and, and thought they, the 17 that they picked was their mm. best chance to go and play well and win that first game. So, yeah, again, interesting to see what they come up with for mm. game two. But uh, from a Queenslander's point of view, um, you know, and I know we need to discuss it here, but from I, I know from, from the players and, and from um, you know, Bill Slater's point of view, it's not it's not a concern. Yeah. You know, particularly when you win game one, you just need to concentrate on yourself. Um, and, I'm, and I'm sure... A lot of the Queensland players, they've been congratulated and, and you know, they've been getting a lot of pats on the back um, mm. over the last sort of week and a half. Yep. Particularly those boys playing for um, the Cowboys and mm. the Broncos who have been you know, yeah. continuing to win with their club footy. Mm. Uh, the, the most important thing to remember for those players is that winning game one doesn't mean you've won the series. Yeah. Um, and... and they, their mindset needs to be the job's not done. Mm. The job is is far from done. This is a best of three, mm. and there's two r games remaining. Yeah. And and if you don't show up with the right attitude, in particular, the most important part of it is your attitude. Then New South Wales can win the next game, and then they've got a shot at winning the, the series. Yeah. So if you're going to place an importance on on any match in this in this series now, it's not about going home and playing well in Brisbane for Game 3. It's about putting your best game right forward right now yeah. for Game 2. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a really, really interesting spot the Queensland find themselves in because you don't want to become complacent. Oh. Don't even think about there's, Game there's, 3. You know what? There's no reason for yeah. Queensland to be complacent. No, and not think, at all. Think, think that, oh, well, we'll just turn up and, and win again because we spoke about how close Game 1 was. Mm. Look back you know, only 12 months ago and... You know, they were, you know, I'll, I'll put this bluntly, they were embarrassed mm. by New South Wales. Yeah. You know, and, and many of those players that that did that, you know, great job for New South Wales last year, they're playing again this year. Mm. So there's absolutely no reason for Queensland to be 
complacent or feel comfortable at all. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, hey, his goatness and some random ex-Melbourne hooker. <laughs> I love them. I love these, eh? <laughs> love them. Love them. Oh, the, internet is the, un- the internet's the only place where you can say these kind of things to the goats. Yes. <laughs> Just no, really. I like it. Uh, okay, I now, like it. Um, what about Scotty Drinkwater? Sorry, Scotty Drink bloke uh, yes. in the 14. Uh, what Cameron from Logan. That's really not me. And that's not me. That's not you. You didn't text I'm, in. I'm Cameron and I am from Logan, but I didn't text our own show. No. <laughs> Uh, yeah, look, again, um, Scott Drinkwater in tremendous form for the Cowboys. Has been ever since he, he took that number one jersey. Oh, mate. Uh, from an injured uh, hammer. Um, not sure. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I still feel I still feel as though, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to get Nico Hines a jersey here because he is a great player, but um, I just feel that he's better suited to a role on the bench than what a Scotty Drinkwater would be. Mm, yeah. No, no. I, and I'm not... That's not a knock on Scott Drinkwater yeah, because, sure. as, I, as I said, like he's he's probably in career best form mm. um, right now. He's and, so silky. And a huge reason as to why Cowboys are uh, placed third on, on the ladder. Absolutely. Yeah, look, I, I will say, though, that you know, the good thing about Drinkwater, and he should take a lot of um, pride in this, is, is his form has, like, forced his name into the conversation to a degree. Well, that's right. Like, you know, if you've got goals, as as I'd like to think every player does, um, once they sort of, you know, cement their, their spot in a, in a NRL side, goals to be a representative player. And, and that should that should be what, you know, you should be you should be going for, is that you, you give, you know, selectors of, you know, state of origin... Teams or international teams, whatever whatever representative team it is, give give them a reason to talk about your name. Mm. Um, give them a reason to have your name in a conversation about being part of those representative sides, and, and certainly, you know, Drinky's he's done that this year. Absolutely. Now we're going to head to a break, but uh, don't forget uh, we're on eleven seventy in Sydney, SCN sixteen twenty on the Gold Coast, ten fifty three in Brisbane, and soon via six nine three SENQ. That's six nine three SENQ. We're going to head to the break. After the break, we're going to talk about eligibility. Some boys are they going to play for Tonga? Not play for Tonga? It's going to be a great chat. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and myself. Thanks to SEN 1170 in Sydney, SEN 1620 on the Gold Coast, 1053 in Brisbane, and soon via 693 SENQ. And uh, Kempi, make sure we um, text and calls keep coming in. We got we got a couple of prizes we give away every week. $50 yes. voucher to Schnitz. Oh, wow. Um, Schnitties, the best chicken Schnitties you'll find is at Schnitz. Seriously. Are we getting some today? Surely. Tom? Surely. Tommy, can you hear us out there? Surely he's organised it. Oh, I mean, oh, he's yeah, just, he, he just said no. He said no. <laughs> We're oh, not getting wow. it. Wow. He said sorry though, so we'll forgive him this week. Um, and then also uh, Taylor Mate. So if you're into the, into your golf, there's a Taylor Mate pack. Um, you get a dozen TP5 golf balls plus a tour radar hat. Mm. Love Taylor Mate. Mate, love it. It's a ball that beats the first ball. It is. It's a ball that beats the first ball. So it should be. It should be one. We try and work this out every week, but we won't get stuck up on it. <laughs> Anyway, uh, but now, Katoni Staggs and Daniel <laughs> Tupo have notified Brad Fittler that they will represent the Blues if selected for Game 2 in Perth next Sunday. Wow. Do you and think if they're not selected, what they're, they're then Tonga. Gonna, they'll play for Tonga. That's, that's, what okay. I, that's the, what I gather from, you know, the, the reports. Yes. Uh, do you think it is an issue having State of Origin and International Rugby League on the same weekend? Uh, I, I like how we have a rep weekend. Mm. I think the issue we have is that we have players eligible for both 
and now we find ourselves in that position where we're sort of asking the question, who are you going to play for? Mm. That's the issue I think yeah. that we have. Okay. I think what what should be and look, no, no, yeah, I'm not trying to say we're we're going to restrict or restrain players from representing, um, you know, their their countries of choice. Um, you know, some players are eligible for multiple countries. Yep. Um, be, um, due to their heritage, but I think to protect what is state of origin, the mm. showcase of it, mm. um, I think we need to determine whether a player is available for the entire series or not. Yeah. If we're going to have other representative games, you know, or you know, particularly internationals in the middle of an origin series. Mm. So if you're available for New South Wales or Queensland, then you need to be available for every game. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, and I understand this is a World Cup year and that, you know, say you, you're, you're a player that's eligible to play for either New South Wales or Queensland, but then also at the end of the year, if you're not selected for Australia, you can then uh, represent another nation. Yeah. That, that, oh, that's fine. Mm. I completely get, get that because we, we want the international game to be as strong as possible. Mm. But while State of Origin's on, I think if you're available for game one, you need to be available for all three. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on, on that? No, I totally agree. And I know it's really tough because it's, our game has far more Polynesian boys and, mm. you know, boys. Well, from it's multicultural, yeah. isn't it? It's a multicultural game where men and women. I totally get that the landscape is changing, but I do think that it does hurt Origin a little bit when you're discussing this in the middle of like, do you want to play for New South Wales or do you want to play for Tonga yep. or, or Samoa or mm. Fiji or yep. wh- whatever it is? I, I do believe at the start of Origin, you should say, this is who I'm playing for, whether it's uh, your your country of uh, your heritage mm-hmm. or whether it's New South Wales or Queensland. And you just take it out of everyone's hands as well. You make the yep. – it's it's rather than, you know, for example, like let's say it's game three yep. or something and you've already won the series. Mm. You may go, you know what, we won the series. I'll go – you know, it, yeah, it, there's yeah, so yeah, many yeah. things yes. that, that can come into play. So yes, that's right. I, I, I like I like the rep round. I think it's a, a great idea. So good to showcase the international game close to origin and have yep. a whole weekend. I love that idea. I agree. But I, I agree with you. I think you should choose at the start and say, this is what I want to represent. Yep. Uh, and and then go from there. Because yep. it would be pretty strange, like, if players were and, – and, you know, respect to them. They can make their choice. Yeah. But it would be a bit weird if they played game one and then – and and, and and they're in that situation because the rules allow them to yeah. at the moment, Kempi. So maybe maybe the NRL and the commission need to have a look at that to say, well, you know, what we're talking about right now mm. is when Origin's on, are you available for game one? If mm. you are, then are you willing to um, say that you're available for all three games, no matter what? Yeah. No matter who, what, what other rep games are on, mm. um, what other internationals, if that's your... Um, if that's your your country that you are eligible to represent, mm. then you forego that opportunity because you've chosen to play state of origin. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's just, I, I think what it does is I think it just shows your commitment to um, your state. It shows your commitment to your teammates, mm. um, and that they can feel comfortable that there's there's some there's a guy here that's he's committed to all three matches. Yeah, absolutely. And you can build combinations, more training, all, all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, and, and I, I agree with also your sentiment of like at the end of the year with World Cup, yeah, let's allow a bit of leniency and people to Absol- play. Cause absolutely. Because we're, we're building, we're trying to build up the international game, but we don't want to hollow out origin no. to, to, you know, 
you know, so yeah, I, I totally agree, mate. I think that uh, the end of the year, World Cup, it's super exciting, but we should select before. Yep. Um, and, and and it's great to see, you know, Katoni Staggs and Daniel Tupo announce that they they are available. Yeah. So they played in game one. So and they've they've told Brad Fittler that you know if 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 they are to be um, selected again, like that, they they are available for New South Wales. Yeah. So that that's great to see. Now. Uh, Huge chat around Latrell Mitchell. Now, I know Jason Demetrio does not want to hear <laughs> anything about uh, no. Latrell going back. And you know what? It's understandable. Their, their season isn't going the best at the moment. There no. could be improvement. Yep. And that Latrell is their superstar. It would be like Penrith with Nathan Cleary. It would be like, you know, uh, who, who else? you got Chad Towns, the, the, the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by they're key players. Yeah. And Latrell is a key player on that side. Yeah. So I can under, just understand why Demetrio is saying protecting Latrell and not asking too much of him, and it's unfair to put this pressure on him. Mm-hmm. But in but in my opinion, Latrell is a superstar. Yes. Oh, so you'd throw him in? No, no. I would, I would consider it. I would consider it. Oh, I think there's no doubt that Brad Fittler would be considering him. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Well, well Demetrio is basically like, don't even consider him. It's unfair. Right. Which is, I, I understand why he's doing that because he cares about his club and he cares about Latrell. But I don't, I think you consider him for sure. I wonder if they could go as far as sitting down with Latrell. Mm. I know I'm talking about um, Jason Demetrio here and saying, mate, I think it's best for you that you're unavailable and make him unavailable for selection. Ooh. Do you reckon Latrell would want to uh, – like, oh, I know Latrell. Well, and, uh, he's so competitive. And yeah. he, care, he loves New South Wales. Well, well, he loves Origin. Yeah, oh, mate, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but going off, going off, you know, sort of my time playing in club footy, mm. I know Craig Bellamy would never do this. Yeah. He would, have a, he would have the conversation with the individual and say, do you think that's the best thing for you right now, having mm. not played for – how long has Latrell not played for? Nine weeks? Ten weeks. Ten weeks. He's only played five games all year. Ten week has not played a single game of football for ten weeks. Mm. He's just had COVID. Mm. Is that the best prep for a state of origin? Mm. And not just that, is that the best thing for you moving forward for your season with the Rabbitohs? Mm. Now you gotta remember, as big as State of Origin is, where is where is your bread buttered? Yeah, absolutely. Clubland. Where where <laughs> where where do you who pays you? So you gotta remember that's that that's a really big decision because if he's to go away for New South Wales, mm. and heaven forbid, I'm I'm touching wood because he's a great player. I want to see him in our competition. Mm. That he was to hurt himself, re-injure that hamstring, mm. and say he's ruled out for another ten weeks. Oh man, how, how are you feeling as a rabido? Oh mate, you're devastated. Fan, yeah, you're... rabido teammate and 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 Jason Demetrio, the coach. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. You know, so I you know. From the point of view, when I was playing with Craig Bellamy, he would never say, "Mate, I'm ruling your you out. You cannot play State of Origin." Yeah, but he he would certainly have the conversation and say, "Mate, you really you need to strongly consider whether that's the right thing for you mm. going forward yeah. for the rest of the season." Yeah, yeah, you bring up a really good point. You also, it's time for maybe Latrell to be a little bit self selfish in in the degree mm. of like, "Yeah, okay, I am, I can do this for New South Wales or whatever." Yep, but he he's also. He puts himself in a position. If he goes out there and plays poorly, guess who everyone's going to blame? Oh, it's yeah, it's exactly. Joe Mitchell. <laughs> exactly, it'll be his fault. Yeah. yeah. So um, there's a lot of things for him to consider. Yeah, for sure. Um, and ultimately, it it it's going to be his choice. Yeah, for sure. So if if Freddie's going to consider him, and he asks the question, "Mate, will you play?" Um, at the end of the day, it's it's up to Latrell whether he says yes, I'll play, or mate, I don't feel I'm ready. 
Mate, absolutely. I think that's I think that's the smartest way forward. Lucky you're a senior player and I was just a winner. Because I would have said, Chuck, get out there, baby. Get out there. Let's go for glory. Let's put it all let's put it all in. Put it all in, baby. Yeah. Then we're out there broke. So thanks. <laughs> thanks for uh thanks for cooling our heads a bit there, Smithy. Um, that's all good, man. That's all good. <laughs> Xavier Coates uh, is confirmed out for game two. Yeah. Uh, who Eight do you weeks. feel is is in the mix for his position? Well, Murray Torlungi, he was in the twenty two. Mm. Um, for game one. So that suggests that he's he's not far off. Mm. And, um, you know, knowing, you know, the message that was given to those guys um, from from the coach, from from Bill Slater, was that, um, yeah, they, they weren't just extras. They weren't just, you know, sort of throw-ins just to come for a ride. Like, yeah. they, are, they are there and they need to be ready. Um, so, yeah, and, and his form... In Clubland for the Cowboys has been outstanding. Mm. He's sort of he's sort of expl- right. he's, he's just exploded out of Absolutely. nowhere this year. Yeah. Um, but then you throw in someone like a Corey Oates, um, you know, who's been playing some pretty the good big footy, fella, playing some pretty good footy, has been there before. He yeah. knows what it's all about. Um, the Hammer as well. Yes. So he yep. was he was involved in the twenty two mm. also. Yeah. Has played Origin um, and yeah, he can play center or wing. Mm. A lot of X factor too. Or fullback. Yeah. Um, so you know he covers a lot of positions in that back line. Um, so I'd probably say they are they are the three. Um, I'm not quite sure yet mm. what 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 is going to happen. But I'd say out of those three, one of those one of those boys will take that wing spot. And yeah, you know, we're going to preview the round a little bit later in the show. Yeah. There's so many games. This this is probably the, like a bit a little bit nerve wracking as as a as a person involved with with the coaching staff. Mm. Just hoping. That yep. all the players get through um, safely this weekend, mm. um, and that you have a healthy squad to pick from. Now, in regards to the wing spot, there's been massive, massive talk right about a fourth option. Okay, he might be in this room. <laughs> just saying, Smithy. I'm just saying, <laughs> if you need a winger, I'll do it, bro. I'll do oh, it. You, I'll do it. I'll do it. Ready to go? I'm ready to go, and I won't even take a match payment. Are you? Are you? What? How's your speed? Look, it's. I'm I'm really good at positioning, so I can cover. <laughs> I can cover. So you're faster up here than what you are in the exactly, legs. Exactly, mate. These days. Exactly. Hey? Exactly. So oh, that's all you need, mate. So just letting you know, let Bill know if he needs a winger. I'm right. here. I'm ready, and I'll take no matches. You, matter of fact, coaching staff can split some matches. And I'll just text him. <laughs> Bill Slater. Kempe oh. said he is ready to go. <laughs> Send. Um, that is. Uh, we're go. gonna we're gonna head to a break. Uh, get away from this absurdity, uh, but. <laughs> This is uh, thanks for listening on eleven seventy SEN in Sydney, sixteen twenty on the Gold Coast, ten fifty three in Brisbane, and soon via six nine three SENQ. After the break, we're going to talk about Avrilo's incredible interstep. We're going to talk about the round preview and plenty more stuff. Going to be taking your text, so we'll see you on the other side. Time now to break down the best hands in the NRL. Thanks to Schnitz, oh, the best hands in the Schnitzel business. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and myself. Thanks to SEN 1170 in Sydney, SEN 1620 on the Goldie, 1053 in Brisbane, soon via 693 SENQ. Now, the best hand segment, thanks to Schnitz. Honestly, thank you, Schnitz, for creating such beautiful uh, schnitties. It, it makes my, honestly, makes my Thursday. <clears throat> it really does. Do you like the burger or the wrap? 
I like the wraps. Yeah, wraps are nice. They're so good, and they're just they're, they're you know what? They're efficient. They're, they're just they're efficient. They're efficient. <laughs> you don't have to As worry in, about things falling out. Right, right. You just go boom. Yeah. Very, very good. Yeah, I like a wrap. I like a burger too. No, no, I no. It just depends on what mood you're in. I've seen you eat both. It's in right. the one in the one sitting. Yeah, true. That's a good point. Plus chips and some something else. <laughs> there was and something else in there. Up. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's how good they are. Just all of it, lovely. Uh, one point for our uh, best hands, Jake Averillo. He's intercepted the score. The Bulldogs' second try of the match. How how good were the doggies, mate? Was it was it the doggies really good or? The, I thought it was the doggies really good. How are you going? I, I mean, Para obviously didn't play to their best. They were trying to offload constantly mm-hmm. um, and go for the big play. But I yep. thought the doggies played at least top eight footy level of rugby league. Yeah, which like it proves to everyone, including themselves. That they can do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, but the most important thing in this competition is consistency. Yes. Being able to do that, not just every week, but... I'll give you a stat about the doggies. Every moment of every game. I'll give you a stat about the doggies. The last four weeks under Potter, yes. they've scored more points than they did in the first 10 weeks before Potter. Say that again. In the last four weeks under Potter, they've scored more points than they did in the first 10 weeks wow. before Potter. There you go. So... You know, coaching matters too. He's unlocked them. Yeah, he, ma- he must be bit. gelling really well with the halves because that's yeah. what it seems like. Because Burton's game's gone to a new level. Say they go, say they go on and play well for the rest of this season. Does 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 you reckon he gets offered the job? I think they should have to for sure, for sure. Like, why would you even if he, if they go on a run? Anyway, mm. we'll, we'll get we'll, yeah, get, we'll get, to get, that. get to that. Yeah, we got we got to finish <laughs> this off. Uh, two points while we're on the doggies theme, playing well. Um, their final try. What about the what about the the combos of offloads Mate. and. Crazy just to, to score it. It just showed they were in a really good mood. Offloads and kicks as well. Good mood. Just yeah. thought, let's just let's just have a go. Back ourselves. Yeah. And, they, and then they come up with another four-pointer. Yeah, fantastic to watch. Uh, and last one, three points, was Dallin Watini Zelezniak's his miraculous try against the Sharkies. Mate, what, how are wingers doing that these days? Oh, I don't know. Seriously? Well, I don't know. I didn't score many tries. I should ask you. But well, did I didn't you, do Did it. you score any, anyone... Those Mate, things? I've got baby hands. Some I can barely assaults. hold a ball. I went, seriously, how do they hold it in one hand baby so well? Hands. Yeah, I've got baby hands, little T-Rex hands. Not dog. really, just not big hands. Like I've got dog, normal side hands. Like little dog paws. Yeah, little dog paws. <laughs> <laughs> Catching me little dog paws. Uh, so what I don't know, like the acrobat stuff, I, I think I could maybe, not, not anymore, mm. but it was more the their ability to hold it in one hand and yeah. get the hit. And, yes, and I and still score. I know mm. we used to do some drills of like holding in a ball, and the like play, the players would kind of try to hit it. Anyway, we'll get to uh, Denon's wingers ta- uh, tactics later in the show. Um, we're going to have <laughs> we're going to break was... down the game of winger. Yeah. Welcome back to the captain's run, Smithy. We have got some text here. Uh, before we head to the break, what an hour it's been. What an hour it's been. It's been an hour already. Mate, it's flown by. Wow. Uh, Valentine Holmes was a different beast playing on the wing, the yes, pick and swing. he was. Is there a thought that Valentine should stay on the pick and swing? Um, well, possibly. Mm. And I mentioned those guys before, um, guys like the Hammer. Like He can play in the centres also. Mm. Um, so there's some options there for the Queensland selection team. But... Um, yeah, I, I think he's playing really well in the centres. He's got great form there. Yeah. Remembering back, he, he started his career. He played well. He's played majority of his Origin matches on the wing. Yeah. So incredible too. And he, and he come up with you know game one this year. Come up with some in just some insane defensive reads. 
mm. and some huge plays for Queensland to keep them in the game. Yeah, biggest one being that that ball he cleaned up from a Tedesco kick. So, um, good thing about that is that he can he can play both positions and there's options. Yeah, there's options. Mm. So yeah, possibility. Now we're going to head to the break. After the break, we're going to take a deep dive in Seraldo. The doggies <sighs> and Tigers have met with him. They're even talking five year deals. That's that's the chatter. Five years. That's the chatter. Yes. Um, but we're going to head to a break and we'll dive deep into the coaching merry-go-round after break. Welcome back to the captain's run with Cameron Smith and my smell, myself, not my smell. My smell. My smell. Smelfy. Smelfy. He's a good bloke, that bloke. <laughs> <laughs> He's related to Alfie. Uh, remember, you can catch up on anything you missed from the show via our podcast, which you can download now on the SCN app, or you can follow on Spotify and Apple. You can just put in the captain's run. Boom. She'll come up. Now. Actually, actually, Smitty, hmm. last week, bit of news. Oh, hang on. What is it? The Captain's Run was the number one oh, podcast, oh. sports podcast in the country on Apple. Wow. The number one. Well, you so know what? Thank that's, you to everyone. Yeah, that's all due to our listeners. So thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Mm. Thank hope, you. Hope you're enjoying the show and we'll continue to deliver our best. For now on to Winger's Tips by Dan and Kemp. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that'll, be the, that'll be the highest rated show. <laughs> no way. Um, but let's talk about Seraldo. <laughs> You know, it's 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 reaching fever pitch. Now, obviously, we understand his manager. He'd be in the media doing his work. It's all part of the game. Yep. But what we can confirm is both the Bulldogs and the Tigers have met with Seraldo. Now, there is chat of a five-year deal being offered to Seraldo, but Holy. I've also read reports that that's actually Seraldo's manager putting it forward to Tigers rather than okay. Tigers putting it forward to them. Okay. And he did have a meeting with them. And he did right? have a meeting with them, yes. And and um, Tigers have confirmed that. Okay. Now, what, where do you stand on this? You know, Seraldo, a lot of raps, really good coach, assistant coach. But yep. obviously head coaching is different. Where, what direction well, do you think the Tigers should go it, in? It is. And I've seen, uh, you know, because I played the game for quite some time, I've seen a lot of assistant coaches transition into mm. head coaches, into that different role. And I'll tell you what, it's it's a <laughs> it's a different world. It's a different world, and and you become a different person, yeah. you know, from when you're an assistant to a head coach. Because as an assistant, um, there's less pressure on you. The spotlight's not on you mm. for your team to perform. And although, <clears throat> when when coaches are let go from you know from clubs or you know different organisations or asked to move on, whatever it is, most times their assistants move with them. Mm. Um, Sometimes they don't. So a lot of t- you get to keep your job yeah. if the head coach is sacked. Um, so there's there's no pressure on you. So you can just get around. You can be you can be very you know calm and and calculated with the way you go about things day to day with the players. Very relaxed sort of um, mood that you're in every day. Mm. Whereas I've seen guys transition out of that and into different roles, and you can see the effect that being a head coach has on them. Mm. Yeah, the stress levels, you know, dealing right. with with so many different things that you don't need to deal with as an assistant. Mm. Not just not just coaching a footy side. You know, you're dealing with more media, um you're dealing with more um parts of uh, the footy club mm. that that you wouldn't have to have dealt with as an assistant coach. I'm talking about, you know, sponsors, corporates, um commercial um partners, all these different things. All these different components that make up, you know, sporting clubs. You mm. now have to give your time to them as well. It's mm. not just the footy club. Yeah. It's not. Uh, sorry, it's not just the footy team mm. or the players. Whereas that's really what the assistant coaches need to do is just work with the players and they go home. Yeah. 
So, so it's a very different role. Now, is Cameron Serraldo ready for that? Well, only he knows. And and the reason why there's so much talk about Cameron Serraldo and 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 fair enough as well, mm. is because of the work that he's done at Penrith. And uh, you know they are now they are the number one team in the competition. They are the team that everyone aspires to be like. And he's played a, a, a role in them becoming that number one club. Mm, yeah. um, so, you know, there's, there's, no, <clears throat> there's no sort of real secret as to why there's so many clubs now after his services mm. is because he's, he's played a huge role in, in making that footy club and those players as, as good as what they are. Mm. Um, I, I guess from, you know, my opinion is it's a big decision because while he's a part of something really special at Penrith, okay, mm. he's he's a part of, or he's working with the best footy team in the competition. He's working with some of the best players in the competition. Mm. And I think, is it, is it right in saying that Penrith have said to him, you can stay as long as you want. Yeah, as that's what the reports have They said, said mate, yeah. do you want 12 months? Do you want two years? Do you want five years mm. to line up with, with Ivan? Yeah. Um, <laughs> if I was in his shoes, I, he, he's only 37. Yeah. There's no, there's no rush to go into being a head coach. Mm. Like, there's so much time to be a head coach. Have a look at Wayne Bennett. How old's Wayne Bennett? Is he a hundred? A thousand. He's a thousand. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. First bloke ever. You know, crazy. So they said a thousand NRL games. He's actually a thousand years so old. So there's so, m- there's so much time for Cameron Serraldo to take over uh, a team yeah. as, a, as a head coach. Mm. Um, I just, yeah, if, if, oh, yeah, and I'm not, t- I'm not telling Cameron Serraldo what to do here. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just saying, if I was in his shoes, I would. I would stay on with Penrith for maybe a couple more, if not if not a few years at least. Mm. Um, continue to learn, continue to you know become a better coach, mm. and then take a job because whatever job he takes, he's he's whether it's dogs or tigers, um, let's just say warriors as well. Mm. Um, there he's going to an organisation that aren't anywhere near where the Penrith Panthers are right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another little tidbit. Again, this is reportedly, so not confirmed, but he's reportedly also one of the highest paid assistant coaches in the competition, if oh. not the highest paid. Okay. Um, which is fair enough because they're top of the table. You'd, you'd think their coaching staff probably deserve to be paid mm. substantially. Uh, another little... Uh, pay, the, if the Melbourne Storm uh, assistants are hearing this, they'd probably blow up. <laughs> Bellyache's taken all the money down oh, there for mate, the coaches. Oh, mate, absolutely. 1.8 million. Oh, mate, he's they're, the best. They're on about 50 grand. <laughs> <laughs> and he's retiring every year, apparently. Oh, apparently of course he's he is. retiring every year. Of course he is. Oh, Just bump the, the price up. That's yep. another 100,000. The best. I'm the retiring. Best. Okay, here's another 100. <laughs> um, another. <laughs> Only joking, Bellyache. Another thing with assistant coaches is, you're never the bearer of bad news. You're always the good news. Yeah, deliver the positive. So you're always the guy that's, oi, mate, you might be debuting. But you're never the guy that's like, oi, mate, you're getting dropped. Yeah. It's always the head coach that usually has to do that. That's so his role. It's yep. a, just a really different environment. I will say, though, and, and fair enough, everything is is correct in saying the dogs and the tigers are struggling. That That is that is true. Yep. But if you were glass half full, mm. there's also so much potential oh, in yeah, both exactly. clubs. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. There's yeah, so no, much I'm, potential. You know what, mate? Absolutely. And, and as... I'll reiterate, I'm not saying that, you know, um, Cameron Serraldo shouldn't take those jobs. Yeah. It's just a, it's a big decision mm. to leave such a successful organisation like Penrith right now. Mm. You know, they, they've hardly lost a game of footy in the last three years. Oh, hardly lost a game of footy. Imagine how happy to be around there. Yeah, that's what I mean. So you, there's so many things to weigh up. Like at the moment, they're going really well. Um, you know, 
if you if you're happy there, it's a big decision to blue uh, to to move on um, to leave because you just don't know you just don't know what's going to happen if if you do go. Yeah. Like if you if you let's just say worst case scenario, let's just say you go to you know another club, mm. um, and you don't win a game of footy for the first twelve rounds. Ooh. Where who where who's feeling the heat then? Yeah. Yep. Who's feeling the heat? It's, it comes straight back on you, and, and then people are going to question your ability and say, well, he, is he the right man? He mm. needs to go. Like we hear all the time. Yeah. When teams don't win footy games, the vultures come out and they say, sack the coach. Yeah, it's 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 very true. And it, and they at the start, they're all about, we'll be patient, we'll be patient. No. There's no patience. There's no, no patience. No. Uh, now, on to, there has been some reports going around that uh, maybe South made the right decision in letting Reynolds go. Please. Uh, this was a shock to my eyes, Smithy. This was because the last time I checked, we're in the top four. I didn't even have us in the top eight this year. And I love the club. I love the club. But I didn't even have us in the top eight. I'm going to put it out there. If Adam Reynolds doesn't play another game for the Broncos, he's still been worth it. Absolutely. Because we are a top four side. Clearly what he's brought off the field has been outstanding. And and everyone involved in the Broncos has said as much Mm. about Adam Reynolds. Um, and Kurt Capewell about their influence that they've had at that club, not just not just in the opening fourteen rounds, like going back to when they first arrived, like during the preseason, mm-hmm. and the changes they made to that to that footy club, yeah, particularly the younger players, mm. how they showed them about what it was to be a first grader, what it was to be a consistent first grader, and the standards that you need to be a competitive football team. Yeah, that's what they've. That's what they've implemented those those two players, and you throw Ryan James in as, in as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, uh, the coaching staff have mentioned his name also. Th- those guys that have been around for a long time, been a part of successful footy teams, they know what it takes to be good players, good consistent footballers that get consistent results. Mm-hmm. And like, there's is it just a coincidence? That those guys have turned up, and yeah, you know, Adam Reynolds being one of them, he was made captain. They've now won seven games in a row, looking yep. for eight on Friday night against Melbourne, and they're sitting in the top four. Yep, sitting in the top four. Mm-hmm. Last two seasons, they were what wooden spooners and fourteenth, I think, and fourteenth, and all of a sudden they're in the top four. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yep. Uh, and so I'm, you know, yeah. to, like, <laughs> yeah, it's okay to come out and make that remark now to say, oh, I think South made the right decision. You know, mm. but I don't know. Like, are you just saying that because of the injuries that he's got at the moment? And um, they're injuries that you can't really help. Like, they're not soft tissue no, where he's, that's right. you know, not stretching enough or doing enough mobility. Yeah, like, and to be fair, I think if if they're not sitting top four and in a really good position where they're at, they, you know, all the players are very confident. Mm. Um, he probably plays with that rib injury. Yeah. There's a lot of players in the competition that play with broken ribs, rib cartilage, uh, damage, mm. um, they get on with it. But a guy that's so vital to their team and to their season, mm. why risk him? Why risk him now? Yeah, in a in a Crazy. round what fifteen match mm. when you're when you're sitting comfortably in the top four, um, your team's going really well. He's missed a few games. They've continued to play well um, with with the things that he's helped implement in that mm. footy side. Why risk him? Mm. Why risk him? So you know, I, I just think, I. I I think Broncos have—they're the winners out of that, mate. That um, absolutely that deal. 
Absolutely. Not sales. Because have a look where Souths are. I know. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy to even consider the fact oh. it wasn't a good deal. And no. also, on top of that as well, they've won without him in the side and Capewell in the side. It's mm. not like. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. the, the things that those guys help implement over the preseason, mm. build that. What I think is the biggest change with the Broncos is like the the, the mental toughness and their resilience. Mm. Throughout matches now, yeah, I think those guys have had a huge say in in that improvement. So you can you can see it, you can yeah. see it. Like and as you mentioned, that they they've missed a few games those couple of players, and they've gone on and they've continued to play well. Absolutely, and you look at a guy like I, I looked at Ezra Man's highlights last year, and we said that he he's going to be special, but it's going to take a while. His improvement in six months, mm. the only answer to how he's improved so much is Adam Reynolds, and Adam Reynolds has taken oh. a task to making Ezra Mam the best he can be. You yep. always see them together at training. Yep. You always see and without Adam Reynolds there, who would be there to develop the next halves coming through for Broncos? Now, and, and that's what good leaders do. They get the young players, they take them under their wing and they say, Come with me. Um, you know, I'll help you along the way. But just just watch what I do. Mm. Watch what I do and learn from me. I'm sure you've got, you know, your own strengths that you that you have. Mm. But just have a look at some of the things I do also and add them to your game. Yeah. And that's how they that's how they that's how they gain, you know, knowledge and improve week on week. Yeah. And Ezra Man, man, he looks special. He is as a player. Silky as anything. And it's yep. not just his electric stuff like his great footwork speed. It was his holding the ball up to the perfect second to give his outside men enough time to get to the to the, mm. the hole that they needed to run into. Yeah. All those little things like dummying and then offloading around a player rather than just throwing the ball and him getting jammed by the wing out. All these little delicacies that Adam Reynolds would have taught him about, you know, holding the ball up, everything like that. But also, let's get to another big news story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luciane Leilua released from the Tigers, but then the Cowboys come out and say, hang on a sec, this is not even a done deal. We haven't dotted our I's, crossed the T's, haven't yes. done none of that. Now he's currently in a situation where it's most likely going to get done the deal, but the Tigers went public with it, and he's sitting there with no contract done at the moment. So he's just in a holding pattern. He's in a holding pattern. He's just nowhere. And I just think with the Tigers, I'm like, you know, I hate, I feel like you know you're digging the boot in after losing Madge and everything, but like even this wasn't handled properly. If mm. if the deal wasn't done, surely you don't go public with it yet. Surely. Wow. So he's not playing this weekend. Well, at at this stage, the Cowboys have come out and said the deal isn't done. So he can't play for Cowboys. So yep. he can't play for Cowboys. The, the Tigers have already been official as in he is gone. So right now wow. he's nowhere. So he okay, so they've 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 severed ties with None. Luciano. And then the Cowboys have said, Well, no, he doesn't have a deal with us as yet. Yeah, it's not done yet. It's basically all oh, that's wow. happened was Lukey, Hill and Lukey went down with the ACL. Yeah, that's right, on the weekend. Then the Cowboys said, Look, can we get uh, no, I think the Tigers may have reached out to the Cowboys and said, look, would you like to take him okay, earlier? Okay. And the Cowboys said, yeah, we let's ch- crunch the numbers. Transfer right now. Yep. And so they went and crunched the numbers, Cowboys. They came back and said, yeah, yeah, we'd like to. But that's it. Like, it hadn't gone to pen on paper, done deal. Wow. Uh, that's, again, that's all reportedly. But what is absolute fact is Michael Luck, their recruitment at Cowboys, has come out and said it is not, it's a far from a done deal. Literally, quoted, <laughs> far from a done deal. No, that's just... Well, that's a, just a reflection of – yeah. That, that, that's been really how they've handled a lot of their issues over the past few seasons, hasn't it? I don't get it because it's so simple. Oh. Just just hold your horses, wait till it's signed, and then release the – Yeah. Don't just do everything in-house. Like, everything doesn't have to be played out in the media. Yeah. It's, it's bizarre to me. It's really, really bizarre because, you know, if you're a, a Tigers fan, you're sitting there going, well, if it's not a done deal, let's yeah. get – let's – 
get Luciano Leilua playing another couple games of footy for us. Yep. Because we don't want to win the spoon. I mean, to be honest, I'm shocked they even like fair play Let to him them. Go. Yeah, yeah, I'm shocked. Mm. Now, fair play to them. I think it is actually a really good. The Tigers caring for Luciano Leilua going, mate. You can go to a top four side. Yes, we're struggling. Mm-hmm. So I, you, we have to give credit to the Tigers of being really selfless in this. Yeah. But me, if I was running the club, I'd be like, bro, you're not going nowhere. And on top of that, Kempi, um, 99 games he's on Ooh. for the Tigers. No way. 99 games. Oh, wow. Surely get the 100. Surely. <laughs> oh, mate. Just, But that's just an extra thing out there just to think about. But it's a strange one. It's a strange one. Yeah. Really strange. He's but, a quality player. Yeah, absolutely. He And, and the, the interesting thing is, you know, with the Tigers is I wonder whether if Michael Maguire was there, would he see the year out and say, no, because he was loyal to Michael Maguire because yep. Michael Maguire took a punt on him. Yes. Brought him from In the, the Dragons. Place, yep. And he was up and down at the Dragons, showed a ton of potential. But he was a bit out of shape, a bit uh, mm. unfit. Mm. Comes to the Tigers. Michael Maguire rip, whips him into shape, yep. turns him into an absolute beast. Bit of a weapon, eh? And then, you know, so really interesting situation at the Tigers. I, I'm un, really unsure as to how, why would this happen. It, does, it seems bizarre. Anyway, we're going to head to the break. After the break, we're going to preview the Dragons v. the Rabbitohs and every other single game this weekend. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Smithy and myself. Time to break down which young players are climbing the Bailey ladder. Works I trusted for over 60 years and I'm telling you guys, they do this yearly. They update the safety measures to make it as safe as possible. Mm. So if you're around for 60 years you are absolutely making sure you're the safest equipment possible. Smithy, what do we got? They're doing some really good things, Bailey ladders. Uh, first up, we got Jacob Karaz. Only his fifth appearance Kempe, uh, for the Doggies. 20-year-old, he had one try, one line break, six tackle busts, four offloads, and ran for over 225 metres. I know you've got a big rap on this young man. Mate, he is outstanding. He came in uh, three or four weeks ago, and his energy, his uh, ball-running ability, he just, as you know, sometimes when you're struggling, it's you throw out all the chat, all the video sessions, everything, and it's mm-hmm. just about energy. It is yes. just about energy. Seriously, the amount Absolutely. of games you win purely on energy. Yep. And he has brought that for the doggies. And you know what? That's that's what young young blokes should be bringing mm. is the energy. Yeah. You know, the, the, the older guys, they, they have the knowledge and they have the game smarts and whatnot, but you just mm. need to bring the energy. Yep. Get, the, get the old boys going. Yep. Um, I'll tell you one one guy, young fellow, had plenty of energy on the weekend, Grant Anderson. Oh. Made his debut for the Storm. Stop it. Uh, he had two tries, two line breaks, three tackle busts. How good was it? Now, and, he, did, and he had all his family there too, which was which did was I nice. Read correct that he was essentially raised by his neighbour. Maybe I, I, is that right? I think anyway. I read a story where his neighbour was there, and his neighbour is like ninety-one years old, Holy. and he, he, he essentially calls him Pop because yep. he's so close. Right. So maybe he wasn't raised by him, but extremely yeah, close, close neighbour. Yep. Extremely close. And there's a picture of of the uh, the neighbour, and in tears, he was that happy. Oh, how good! So that? it was a beautiful, Great beautiful story. story. Great story. Um. Yeah, he played. He played outstanding. Um, Grant Anderson got a double against the Chooks, and he wasn't even in the top round. Eh? No, a, not yeah. to start of the year. Wow. No, no, no. So that, that was um, great game by the young man. And then, well, number three, we we're t- just talking about him before. Ezra Mam, um, only three games. Like it feels Mate. like he's been around for a lot longer than that. Eh? Um, he's only twenty. Had one try, a try assist, one line break, one line break assist, three tackle busts, and ran for eighty-five meters. Now that he's is slick. that's a big game. Yeah, mate, he is super slick, and the, the, what I'm really excited about, you know, when it comes to sixes and sevens, you sometimes the way they complement each other is better than how good they are. Yes, and if you could mould 
a guy to compliment Reynolds, yep. it would be Ezra Mann. Do you, do you think that'll be his long-term position there? Uh, number six? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I really? think so. Because defensively, he's it's actually really strong in defense. Yeah. Well, he, he, mate, I've seen him – like, I've, I've called a few – a fair few Broncos games this year mm. live. Um, and up like up close, he's not he's not overly tall. Yeah. Like, he's sort of like, I don't know, 5'10 or something like that. Yeah. But um, he, he's thick. Mm. Like, he is a solid boy. Yeah. Well, he had to mark up on Fafita a couple of weeks ago. And I think he got bumped once, which mm. is normal. And it was a one-on-one bump. It wasn't – he went low and got bumped uh, yep. from feet up. But outside of that, he did yeah. pretty well on feet up. Wow. Which is imp- incredible. He, he's done that to a few people. Yes, absolutely. Fafita. I got bumped. I was watching from the couch. <laughs> fell off my couch. Um, but, yeah, Ezra Mann, very special talent. Super excited for him. Yep. And, uh, and he, he's really going to put bums in seats when it comes to exciting oh, yeah. footy. If you go, yeah. go to YouTube, you can actually watch his highlights. For mate. South Logan? South Logan. Yeah. Mate, he's he, special. He, well, he picked up the – he picked up the rookie of the year mm. in the Intra Super Cup, I think it was. Yep. Scored thirteen tries, mate, like crazy. As a as a what? How he would have been eighteen, I think. Yeah, eighteen. Because he's yeah. nineteen now, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, some of like that. So I'm really excited. All, all three of those rookies, really, really excited. Yeah. Great for job, them. boys. Uh, that was thanks to Bailey Ladders bringing safety and efficiency to the worksite for over sixty years. After the news, we'll continue our round fifteen preview. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. Make sure to text or call in. Call in 1300 01 1170. Ask Smitty all your footy questions. Yep. Uh, we've got some texts here. Hey, boys. Gav from Brizzy. Love the show. A couple of years ago, the Blues had an amazing young team and it looked like they may settle into a small dynasty of their own. Fast forward two years and now you could argue Queensland has the better young prospects coming through. How do you see it at the current stage and who has the brighter future looking at it right now? Giddy up the Broncos year of the ambush. Um... I don't like the word dynasties, eh? Mm. Especially in origin. Yeah. It's so hard because things change so quickly um, in, in that arena. Mm. Um, you know, I, I know I was very fortunate to be a part of one. Mm. And that was just a you know, that was just a crazy period for, for Queensland Rugby League. Mm. Um, and we all got very, very fortunate with the combinations that were built across that time. Um but that's that's why you don't get carried away mm. because you just don't know what's what's down the track, um, not just not just year to year, uh, like game to game. So you say so you have a couple of players unavailable, then it could make all the difference. Yeah. So, um, you know, you just appreciate what you have if if you're able to if your team your state's able to win a series, you just appreciate and enjoy that victory. Yeah. And. Don't try and look too far down the track and predict that, oh, this team will win the next four. Yeah. Because it's so hard. It's so hard to win one state of origin game, mm. let alone a series. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, yeah. I just I just like to, as a fan now, I just enjoy Queensland playing well. And if they win a game, enjoy that. Yeah. If they win a series, enjoy that. Don't look too far down the track. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. After last year, I was sitting there going, oh, you know, this could be this could be concerning for Queensland okay. because they were so dominant. Yep. But I after this year and the rapid change in how quick quickly Queensland's fortunes have changed. Yep. We're in top four now. Yep. That has taught me exactly what you just said. Yep. You just you can't predict it. You no. really can't because honestly, if someone said you you can bet a thousand dollars whether New South Wales will win the next oh, every, two series, everyone would have done, would have put it on. I probably put it, would have put it on at the time. Yep. But now I would go. You honestly, year to year, you just you just do not know. Look at no. two years ago with the Queensland side that was the worst ever. Oh yeah, that's right. You know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I was mate. The great text in Gav because I, I was in your same boat of like I thought there was going to be a New South Wales dynasty, and who knows, there may be a, a run of wins. But I think if this year's 
uh, season has taught us anything, in in three months, teams that were on the <laughs> bottom of the ladder yeah. can be top four. Yep. And so it just is so hard to pick. Yep. Um, but let's get on to the, the round preview. The round preview, we've got the Rabbitohs, sorry, the Dragons versus the Rabbitohs. Yes. Down in the gong. You'll be calling this game. I'm down there. Mate. I'm down in the gong tonight. Now, Looking forward to it. There's a plenty of team news here. Plenty of team. We've got Ravalawa and Fagai return on the wing. We've got Jonathan Rubin and Tauta Moga that step out. Mm-hmm. Jaden Sewer moves into the starting side. Jack DeBellin goes to the front row. Molo goes to the bench. Josh Francis, Ma- Francis Molo. Yeah, Francis Molo. Playing. Apologies. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Josh, two of them. Yeah, it's two of them now. Two of them. I, I, Francis Molo, for me, he's probably having his best year. Yeah. Um, I think he's been really solid. Josh McGuire is out. Hooker Andrew McCulloch will play his 300th NRL game. Massive Huge. congratulations, Macca. Mm. Uh, first of all, thoughts on, on Macca? You've had a little bit to do with him? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah a little bit to do with Macca. And, um, yeah, he was, uh, well, first and foremost huge milestone for himself and his yeah. family 300 games that's that's pretty impressive and i don't know how many players have done that now there's there's not many so when you think about our game across um you know 120 odd years um it's it's a it's a it's, it's a small group. Absolutely. It's a very small group. Um there it would was be a bit like of, 1% of players or something wouldn't it? Oh maybe maybe less yeah, if wow. you think about the players that yeah, have played yeah, yeah. Um, across all the teams in, in that space of time. Yeah, maybe like 0.5%. Um, you know, so there was a little bit of a run there, a little period of time where there was there was a, there was a handful mm. happened like pretty con- um, quickly in, in um, consecutive years. Yeah. Um, but there's been a bit of a break. But, yeah, look, massive effort by Macca, um, champion bloke, champion footy player, and he's been he's been really solid for the Saints yeah. since, since going down there. Yeah. Um, Battled a few injuries of late, but um, yeah, look, that that's a huge game, and I'd like to think that his teammates will get up for this one. Mate, I hope oh, so. I think they will. Playing at home, playing at home um, in front of their home crowds, they're one of their their key men in a huge uh, milestone game. I think they'll they'll play. It's it's a big match for both teams. Oh, mate! In in the context of where they're both sitting right now in the competition, mm. um, and where they could place themselves after after tonight. Moving, moving forward mm. into the back half of of twenty twenty two season, huge game. Oh mate, huge honestly. game! Because you know a lot of games, you're actually not affecting each other's position on the ladder comparatively no. yeah, speaking. Yeah, 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 of course. Whereas yeah. this game, if Rabbitohs get the win, they t- they jump away from the Dragons, yes. and the Dragons may fall away from mm. the eight position. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it's like ramifications of the result tonight, um, pretty big because they're only they're one win behind. Um, the Rabbitohs, yep. the Dragons are one win behind. So if they're able to get up tonight, um, it just keeps them in touch with that top eight mm. um, situation. Uh, Rabbitohs currently sitting seventh, um, and the Drags, what are they, tenth? They're, tenth. Uh, yes. they're only one win behind, but yeah, they're tenth. tenth. So that just shows how close that that that, that group of four yep. or five clubs are. Hasn't the Cowboys, Sharks, and Broncos made that top eight? Like last year oh, was almost uh, – not. it wasn't right. easy to make the top eight. No. But it was way easier. Yeah. This year you've got three extra teams yeah, congesting which is good. it. It's, it's great. It's great to see you know, the competition there. Uh, Andrew McCulloch will be the 44th player in the NRL to reach 300 games. Well, there you go. Uh, that's from our producer. There you uh, go. So who have you got for this match, mate? you got the Rabbitohs or you got the Dragons? Um, I'm going the Dragons. Wow, really? Yeah, I'm going the Dragons with the combination of um, Andrew McCulloch's 300th and playing at home. And just what's riding on this match, I've, I've, I've got the Dragons. Where do you, what would you mark the Rabbitoh season for the year? Oh. Consider, all things considering. Latrell being out, Wayne leaving, Reynolds leaving, Gagal leaving, Sewer leaving. 
Um, oh, goodness. I, I reckon I expected a bit more from them. Mm. Um, you know, but but in saying that, they're still, they've still found themselves in the top eight. Yeah. And I would probably say B minus. Mm. Would that would that be yeah? Would I that would be where you have them C plus B minus. Yeah, because yep. uh, I just think I can only judge their year once Latrell is back playing footy. Okay, because he's in in my opinion because he's, well yeah if he's so fit key. he's in it yeah yeah, yeah true and That's so true. like he's their main guy yeah now if 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 they he comes back and they're still patchy, then I go, mm, probably not as good as I thought they would yeah, go. Yeah. Um, That's why I went like the B minus. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard because they really have had a, quite a bit go against them. Yeah. You know, they've had massive well, huge losses. change, mate. Huge change. Huge change. Like, like not just the players. So you take Reynolds, he's a key component of the footy side as the number seven. He's the, he's the general. And I think we've seen the guy that's, that's, you know, had the most, his, his moving to Brisbane has had the most effect on his, Walker, yeah, Cody Walker. I, he just he just looks like he just he's not the same player as he was last year because mm. of yeah. You know, I think he's got more. He's been given more responsibility now. He's he's working with a rookie number seven who is holding his own. I must yeah. admit, yeah, um, Ilias. But um, I, I I just th- I don't think that's he's not at his most comfortable Cody Walker when he has to you know mm. sort of organise the the team and and takes a little bit of focus away of what he's good at. Mm. is just playing off the cuff. I will say also, Cody Walker and Wayne Bennett were perfect for each other. Yeah, that, that, that they had a great relationship. A yep. great relationship. Yep. And it's not to say Demetrio and Walker don't get along. It's at just all. different. It's just totally different. Yeah, it's different. And I just think that the loss of a guy like Wayne Bennett who would really understand Cody Walker, I mean, how many young players has Wayne Bennett been able to bring oh, the best out of? Well, well, that's that's and that's Wayne Bennett's strength is being able to get the best out of players. Mm. It's it's not so much coming up with game plans or strategies. Mm. You know, you know firsthand. Like he's not big on team meetings or watching vision no. on the opposition. Not really. It's just about getting um, individuals in the right frame of mind to go and play their best footy. Yeah. So that's what he he would have been doing that for all of those players at the Rabbitohs. Now on to Manly versus the Cowboys at uh, Four Points Park, six pm. Now, I'm actually super, super uh, keen for this match. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be outstanding. Yep. Uh, because Manly Seagulls, I actually think they've fought pretty valiantly after losing Tommy Dravojevic. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys, as we discussed, they travel, and it's they haven't traveled much this year. How have you got this game uh, panning out? I'm I'm going with the Cowboys. Mm. Uh, off the back of you know their form, uh, they were able to win without some of their origin stars on the weekend. Mm. Um as did Manly. They they won without their skipper, Daly yeah. Cherry Evans, but he's back this week. Makes them a, a stronger outfit. I just think the Cowboys are, are, are traveling a lot stronger than than what uh, Manly are. And um, I know I know th- this is this is at Four Pines, um, Manly's home ground. But I just I just think the form that that the Cowboys are bringing to this game um, will be a little bit too strong for for Manly. Mm. I don't know. And, and they they get back like Ruben Cotter's back, Nanai. There, he's back. Um, it just it makes them just a much more formidable side. Yeah, I mean Tamalolo's ball playing well, has he, improved yeah. so much. Well, last year he had an off year, mm. like to his standards. Okay, he had an off year, but he's found some of his best form again. Like he he's doing it. He's doing so many good things. Mm. Like as you said, like he's offloading, but he's running. He's back to his best with his running. His footwork's been amazing. He's getting in taking dummy half runs. Yeah, I know. So crazy. it just that just shows he he is keen as mm. to get in there and make a difference. Yep. And, and he's making a huge difference to to the, the, not just the way they're playing, but the results. Yeah, absolutely. Now I've got a tough question for you, Smithy. I'm going to put you on the spot. 
Who's been more of a buy of the season, Townsend or Reynolds? <laughs> um, this, is, this is a tough one. Um, I don't honestly. I don't even know the answer. It's, it's hard to answer because they've they've done, they've they've made a, a huge impact in different ways. Mm. Obviously, you know, yeah, Chad's gone up there and um, he's played every single game. I think yeah, for the think Cowboys. So. I yep. think he's played every single game for them. So he's making a huge difference on the field. Um, you know, with with um, you know, what he's producing week on week, like his kicking game has been great. And Dearden's been good under him. Dearden has has really flourished um, mm. playing beside um, Chad Townsend. He's learned a lot from him. He's a he's a good young player, Tommy Dearden. Um, he looks he he's a star of the future. If you ever needed a an example of someone getting confidence from an Origin camp, oh, he came out on the weekend. Yeah. He was confident as anything. <laughs> he was so confident. And it's what you want to see in your halves. He is was that, outstanding. So he got to spend ten days with Alfie Langer. Oh, hey, mate, that'll give you confidence. <laughs> the great Alfie. Jeez, I don't think Alfie spoke too much about footy. <laughs> Might have been more about some other stuff, leisure, leisure activities away from the footy. Mate, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no. Look, I, I, I think um, difficult one to answer. They've they've each had really positive impacts yep. at both clubs for different reasons. Yeah. But I've got um I've got new uh, North Queensland winning that one. North Queensland getting the win. Mm. Uh yeah, look, I, I agree with you. I honestly can't split them. Um, uh, you know, Townsend, you, you would say Reynolds maybe a little bit more like try assists and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But then what Townsend has brought to that the consistency of that Cowboy side has been absolutely outstanding. So I can't spit them. We're going to head to the break. After the break, we're going to continue previewing the round. We've got the Storm versus the Broncos. We've got the Sharkies versus the Titans. Make sure to ch- stay tuned. Give us a text 0457736736 and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with myself and Smithy. Uh, thanks to the SEN app. Download it today for free in the App Store. Listen anywhere, anytime. Now let's continue our round fifteen preview. It's the Storm versus the Broncos. Storm, oh, Storm team news. Here we go. Now Pappenhausen was return. He was re- supposed to return. He wouldn't have played. And then he gets done with COVID. Do you reckon he would have played? Oh, I don't know. I'm just going to say yes. No, I'm, I'm saying say yes. no. <laughs> he, he was he was named on the extended bench. Yeah. Um, the whole competition has a bye next week. Why would you bring him back for one game and then have a rest? It's a good point. He's coming back from a serious um, hamstring injury. Yeah. He wouldn't have played. Yeah, okay. It's just drumming up. Okay, bit, bit of drama, of, bit of noise, bit of Wes Nagamas. Yeah, they're they're just they're they're belly aches just trying to do some head noise there. Okay, he's a, he's a king at it. He's a king at it. Now we've got <laughs> Brisbane Broncos team news. Uh, Adam Reynolds, Herbie Farnworth are both out, which means Tyrone Roberts and Tony Stags back into the side. Mm-hmm. Origin reps Selwyn Cobbo, Kurt Catewell both return to the side, pushing Jordan Pereira, TC Rabadi to the reserves. How have you got this how, match playing? How, how long is um, Herbie out for? Season, boom, three or oh, four months. Done. Did his uh, bicep? Yeah, it's bicep. Yeah, wow, Mate. that. But that is a huge out for Broncos because oh he's been so good. He's been so, and he's been good for more than this year as well. A lo- a, like a lot of the attention has been around um, Katoni mm-hmm. Stags because of you know Origin coming up and mm. whether he was going to take that spot. But Herbie Farmworth has been enormous. Yeah, for the Broncos, I would enormous. Say he, he's he's more consistently impacted the game for Brisbane. Yeah, enormous, and and both, you know, Katoni. He has that explosive style of footy where, um, you know, when he runs, he he fends off people, he stops and starts, he breaks yeah. tackles, very good defensively as well, quite mm-hmm. aggressive. Herbie's just his ability to so fit. make things happen, mm. um, both in defence and and with the ball, just it's just amazing. And he's been playing great footy, so that's a big out for the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Um, where how have I got this game? Well, I, I've got the Storm winning, and you've got Broncos winning. 
I'd like to think. Well, my heart does, but I just Tempe? think we've got too many things out, oh. mate. We've got too many teams out. Here we go. Oh, Here we mate, go. Look, we're decimated <laughs> by injury, mate, honestly. Oh, are you back, Bronco? Oh, look, you, if you... I was a Storm, I wouldn't even claim the W. That's how many injuries we got. That's what I'm saying. Honestly. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> okay. All right, mate, come on. I expected more out of you than this. <laughs> mate, no excuses, mate. Mate, we can barely feel a side. What do you mean? We've got like 10 blokes out. Maybe. Mate, Cobbo, Capewell, <laughs> Payne Haas, Carrigan, Look, Flegler. Payne Haas has got two sore shoulders. Oh, stop it. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm joking. Broncos 13 plus. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, look, this is going to be a cracking game. Mm. Second v fourth. Yeah. Now, when's the last time? When's the last time we could have said that about a Melbourne Storm Broncos game? Yeah, long absolutely. time. Long, long time. Uh, I think Broncos have only beaten uh, Storm twice since 2011. Yeah. Okay. So that's a that's a fair fair uh, record. Yeah, that... I, I will say it's a really good opportunity. All jokes aside, it is a really good opportunity for this young Broncos pack to test themselves against the benchmark in Storm, you yeah, know. Agree. It's You need to see, okay, I've been able to go to 80 minutes with teams on the edges of the eight and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but can I put in that same kind of effort against a team that has the right systems in place yep. that isn't going to give you an inch anywhere? No. So all those little times you took breaks in other games that you got away with, yep. it's not going to happen in this game. It's a great test for the Broncos. Now, yes, they are missing uh, Reynolds and Herbie, but that doesn't change your effort. You know, yeah. okay. So, yep. for example, let's say we go out and we struggle to score points, but we put on a great defensive effort and and we get beaten twenty two to six. Yep, you could be okay with that because at least they controlled what they could control, which was their effort. Yeah. But if we go out and the effort's not there, and <clears throat> we're not tying in for our mates, and we're not doing all the little things, we're taking rest, we're taking shortcuts, uh, we're not getting line speed. Yep. That's when you can be disappointed. Yeah, I completely agree with like the forward pack stuff. Like, um, yeah, we know that Payne Haas. Um, Paddy Carrigan and like Capewell, they're they're all seasoned guys. Well, mm. Paddy Carrigan's yeah, he's still young, but he's been around for a little bit. Yeah, um, and been in damaging form mm. um, for for the Broncos. They'll take it to him, but I agree with you. It's a good test for guys like Corey Jensen, who's been amazing. So good when it, once once he's been given that um, that starting spot. Yeah, Jordan Ricky on an edge. Kobe Hetherington, mm-hmm. um, Tommy Flegler, and, and Palisier as well. Yep. Flegler's been outstanding. Yeah, he's been very good. He's yeah. a big, aggressive yeah, I love ball it. carrier. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 really good to to see, particularly as a Queenslander. Mm. He's he's a part of that squad. Um, but th- those younger guys, it's you're right, mate. It's a huge test to go down there against guys like the Bromwich brothers, mm-hmm. um, Kafusi, Big Nass, um, Brand, Brand, Brandon Smith. Yeah. Did, Test yourself out, yeah, Harry Grant. Test yourself out mm. against you know some of the best in the competition. And I would say when it comes to your ability, Broncos forwards, I would say on your day you can be just as good as that Storm forward pack. Now, whether you're going to do it, that's a question that you can answer this weekend. We're going to head to a break. On the other side, we're going to keep previewing the round. Welcome back to the Captain's Run, Smithy. We've got some text there, mate. Yes, we do. Uh, hey, guys, just a little idea. Should bloke... In the bar, be the new sponsor for the Queensland Maroons. Oh, wow. I tell you what, to be the sponsor of both teams. Oh, that'd be enormous. That would honestly be a dream come true. Yeah. Now, we're a thousand miles away from that. Yep. Probably a bit too expensive at the moment. We're just battlers at the moment. Down the track. Maybe in a decade's time. And yep. if that moment ever comes, I'm telling you, we'll celebrate it. We'll celebrate it like it's uh What about it? What about a real quick one here? Kempi, can you see the mighty Cowboys contending for the premiership at finals time or have they just had a good year? Oh, it's a tough one. That's a really, really tough one. Look, I think Leilua coming up, if he does come up, yep. it could change a few things. Yep. 
I, at the moment, if I had to predict, I'd have them going into the second or third week of the finals. But who knows? Anyway, we're going to head to a break. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and myself. And remember, you can catch up on anything you miss from the show via the podcast, which you can download now on the SCN app, or you go to Apple, Spotify, Captain's Run. Boom, it's there for you. Listen to it any time. But let's get in. Oh, well, let's give it a call. Give us a call, guys. 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. But let's get into a preview. We've got the Warriors v. the Panthers on Saturday. Now, Ronald Volkman will make his NRL debut at 5'8". Uh, huge raps on this kid. Very, very he, – he reminds me a lot of an, a young Anthony Milford. Mm-hmm. Um, really skillful, great ball runner. Uh, big match to debut win, though. Big match to debut win. How do you see this game playing? Yeah, it, took, it, it forces Chanel, Harris mm-hmm. Davida, to the bench as well. Um, it, it's hard to preview Penrith games because they're just so strong. Isn't it? Yeah, like know. really, like it's just it, you feel like you're on repeat. But they were, again, with without doing anything flash, without doing anything spectacular. Although they had moments of like brilliance in in last week's uh, game Sunday um, against Newcastle, they just they just grind you down and just put points on at a steady rate. Mm. And I think I'm, we may have spoke about this on last week's show. They just all of a sudden you look up at the scoreboard, it's twenty four nil. Yeah, and they they just did that so easy. So, I, um, you know, I'm I'm sorry to say this for Warriors Warriors fans listening, but I just I can't see anything changing this week mm. against the Warriors. Like they they're playing up at um up at Redcliffe, uh, and I think they travel up there with a lot of confidence, and they just they get the job done. Mm. Yeah, look, if I if I'm Warriors, if I was speaking to the Warriors, I would just be saying, boys. It's eighty minutes. Let's just, just yep. don't. Let's. Who cares about? Honestly, this might be a stupid uh, thing to say, but I honestly mm. almost go, who cares about game plans? Who cares about any of that stuff? Let's just have a crap. Let's just rip in for eighty, boys. Yep. That's it. That's all we can ask. And, and you never, you never take the field, right? And I'm talking on behalf of the Warriors here. You never, you never go onto a footy field thinking, well, we we can't win. Mm. Okay, so you always go on, go on there with confidence, like you're out there to win. Yeah, for sure. So, so you need to play that way. Mm. And it doesn't matter who you're playing against, what form they're in, how many games they've won before they come up and, and play against you. You need to take the field like, you know, we're a chance of winning today. Mm. If, if we just need to go play well yeah. and have a dig. And I think on the most part, like most fans, uh, although they love, they love their team to have a win, they love to see them being success- successful. Most fans just want their team to go out and, and put in effort for eighty minutes. Mm. So, um, so for the Warriors players, that's that's really what they should should be thinking this week. And as you mentioned, you know, don't don't worry about the final score. Don't worry about a result. Mm. You're all out there to to play well and win. Just go out there and and have a red hot crack. You know, you're playing against the best team in the competition. So, so have a dig. Like it's a good test. Yeah. Like yeah. test yourself. That's that's the great thing about elite sport or any sport really. When you're playing against good footy sides, when you're playing against good players, great opportunity to go out there and test yourself yeah. against the best. Absolutely. That's, and, and, that's what everyone should be relishing. Yeah. Uh, it's, you, you're almost it's, – it's tough because when you're in the bubble, you don't realise it's actually a bit of a privilege to be able to be doing what you're doing. Like you, you get mm. to play against a red hot – like you get Cleary uh, – think about all the players that played, and I'm not saying he's going to be Joey, mm. but think about all the players that had the opportunity to play Joey. Oh, man. I guarantee you – yeah. And you could ask any of them 10 to 20 years later, they would have been like, I can't believe I was fortunate enough yeah. 
exactly. to play and test myself against one of the better ones. And so yep. even from a personal level, you know, just ask yourself that question. Yep. Uh, but I've jumped the gun here, Smithy. I have yes. a tendency to be poor at my job, but this is, uh, this is a bad one. No. I got I got the, the, the matches mixed up. We've actually got a game before that. Yes. It's the Sharks versus the Titans. Oh, yes. Sorry, Sharkies and Titans fans. I apologize. No, we didn't forget. Um, no, we don't forget. We don't forget no. around here. No. Um, Craig Smith-Gibbon has stuck with the same 17 that beat the Warriors last week. Brimo returns at fullback. Jermaine Asako to the wing. Isan Masters to reserve. Tuno Faasu at Malawi is back at lock. Mo, uh, Moiki Fodawaka goes to the bench. How do you see this play now? Uh, this is a good game. Uh, they're, they're playing at uh, Coffs. Coffs mm. Harbour. Inter- International, International Stadium. Stadium yeah. um, which is, I think it's the Sharkies' home game. Okay. Because these guys only played each other maybe three weeks ago on, on the Gold Coast. Oh, yeah. On the yeah, Gold Coast. Where, where the Titans, yeah. they started really well. Yeah. They started yeah. really well. Took the Sharkies a little bit to work into the game. I actually think a number of their players were battling the flu mm. um, through that that sort of uh, period of time. But they got the job done in the end. Um, but they only went down, I think they went down by seven points, mm. the Titans. So they, they were in it. They were in it, then they dropped out of it, and then they came and back, back in it. Was, they yeah. scored a couple of yeah. late tries. Um, so, Gold Coast. I predicted these guys to be in the top six this year. <laughs> <laughs> they're now currently sitting, what, 15th? No, they're last in the ladder. Oh, they're last. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. We need to reevaluate some, some where, where things are at at the moment. They they are – look, I'll, I'll just – I'll leave it at this. They are a much better footy side than – 16th in this competition. Oh, they man. just – they haven't be, been able to put it together consistently, their mm. best footy. Yeah. And, and 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 this isn't just round by round. You see you see their best footy in, a, in, in one match and their worst footy in the same game. It's crazy. It's just – and, and their, one of their strengths has been their starts. Mm. Um, majority of their games they've played, they've, they've started quite well. But then they just they, – they just lose – Lose momentum, they they lose their train of thought, they yeah. lose concentration, and bring in, they self destruct really. Yeah, they 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 have unforced errors, you know, kick like they kick balls out in the full, uh, they drop balls in the play of the ball, they drop simple catches, and they just invite the opposition back into the game. Mm. And then when the opposition gain a bit of momentum and and start getting a bit of a stranglehold on the match, they just they can't find their way back. Yeah, you know. <laughs> It's it's a tough one because they're such a young playing group, and I think a lot of us expected that this year would be up and down. Yeah, but if if I was, I would probably challenge them yeah. a bit and say, boys, out of all the Queensland sides, we were the best at the start of this year. Yes, and look where we are now. Yeah, and it's not because of our roster. It's a bit of a pride thing, you're saying. Yeah, I reckon. I'd say it's not because of our roster because all the all the ex, um, all the analysts, all the experts said we had a great roster. Mm. And we're currently sitting last while two other teams who the experts said had worse rosters or would finish worse, you know, at the least, mm. are top four. Top four. And I would challenge them and say, boys, is this what we want to be representing as a club, as a yeah. team, as a playing group, that yeah. the, the, the players with all the potential but we just never feel? And also, you look at the Cowboys and the Broncos and what's changed for them? It isn't the flashy stuff. No. It's all the little tough stuff. Yeah. And so – if I was the Titans, I'd be challenging each and every player and saying, who and what do we want to be as a club? Because gone are the days of yesteryear where the Gold Coast Titans, where you come up for a bit of holiday because it's on the Gold Coast, the beaches, how good's the, the lifestyle up here? Mm-hmm. We need to be turning into a club that has standards and we refuse to budge on those standards. And I think that 
yesteryear, they didn't have the squad or the luxury to be like that. Yeah. Because they had to work in a bit of a gray area because the, the roster wasn't as strong and you've got to give a little bit of leeway here because you need to keep the superstar, blah, blah. I don't think they're in that position anymore. I think they have the roster to be able to demand, start demanding standards, mm-hmm. and that's where I would I would kind of put them in this game. And it's a great got, opportunity. Who have you got winning? Oh, mate, it's tough because the Sharkies have been so patchy at the moment. I know they got a good win last week, but look, I'm going to go. I think the Sharkies get the job done. But as long as it's a tight game, the Titans can at least come out proud from it. But Big Tino back. You know what? I'm going to back the Titans. You're backing them in. I'm backing them. You're loyal. Come on, boys. You're loyal, Smitty. This like lift. It. Lift. Come on. Um, now Go by next week. Leave it all on the field. 80 minutes. 80 minutes Empty the tank. Parramatta versus the Eels. Ah, sorry. <laughs> Parramatta, they're Parramatta playing are themselves. playing themselves. It's A versus B. So they're going to get a win. Possibles and probables. Um, <laughs> Eels versus Roosters. <laughs> <laughs> Eels versus Roosters. <laughs> uh, Eel. Oh, wow. If there's one team that's going to be stinging. Oh, my stinging. God. Well, I know the coach will be. Brad Arthur. Mate. Imagine the serve they would have copped. Like, all due respect, like, Bulldogs played really well. Yeah. But Parramatta, they can – I feel as though, you know, Parramatta fans most definitely would consider their team mm. as a, well, contender for mm. the competition. Yeah. When they're at their best. Absolutely. They're the only from, team to beat the two best sides. The only team. Yeah. So how – oh, it's strange, isn't it? Yeah. How you can beat – Penrith, you can beat Melbourne away too, but you can't you can't knock the doggies you off. You can beat the Storm in Melbourne. You can beat Penrith <laughs> at Penrith. Penrith, mate. How does that happen? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, How good's rugby league? Oh, it's it's a, it's a roller coaster. I tell you what. Yeah, look, I, I uh, I but they'll be stinging. They, I think Eels are in for a big bounce back. But I just what what baffles me sometimes about the Eels is like they all know what works for them. Yeah, it's a extremely aggressive forward pack through the middle. Yes, and they dominate teams. But every time they lose, it's because they keep trying to they go make away the big from play. that game. They plan. go away from it. Yep. And it just always surprises me. I understand when you're out there, things are different, and yes. sometimes things can just accumulate. Yep. I get that. But every time they've lost, it hasn't been. It's been usually they're playing very laterally, yep. and they're not earning the right to go for the big plays. And off the back of like performances like that on the weekend against the Dogs, that's that's why the question marks keep getting raised mm. about Parramatta. Yeah. Because everyone knows when they're at their best, they are contenders. And and we just we just said they've beaten Melbourne, they've beaten Penrith, the two teams that everyone said, well, it's yeah, it's just it's it's out of those two. It's a two horse race. Mm-hmm. But Parramatta have beaten both of those sides because they played the way that you just mentioned. Mm. They play tough. They play physical. Sometimes a little bit, um, out of the the normal. Yeah, out of the norm. Yeah, um, and change things up a little bit. But then when it's like they just think, well, we just need to turn up today. They just get a little bit, it's yeah, it a little bit, a little bit, a little bit comfortable. I don't it, know. I don't know if it's comfortable is the right word. Just a little bit. I don't know. They just don't have that attention to detail when mm. they feel as though they've got the opposition covered. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just really interesting. I, I I would say you could mount an argument. Are they trying to mix things up so they don't have that end of season fade? Oh, I don't think so. So yeah, okay. I don't think you. I don't think you want to be dropping a game to the Bulldogs. Oh, not not wanting, but what I'm saying is, is they've tried to mix things up and right. it hasn't. It's not working. Oh, okay. You, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, you know they're, they're trying to mix things up at training. Maybe they've backed off a little bit because okay. they've faded. I think it's like the last three seasons in a row. No, they they certainly have. They faded into the, the year, and yep. I wonder. Yep. Because they're trying to change things up, we're seeing this kind of reactions from them. Maybe. Yep. Again. Well, 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 well. 
if you if let's just say okay they've they've had that fade out okay or like they sort of fallen off the cliff in the back half of the year over the last few you'd say that'd be from if it's from the training you would say it'd be from the intensity mm. okay so if they've changed things up and they've tried to freshen them up a bit you'd like to think that they'd be had a lot more yeah. sort of energy and a lot more bounce than what they did on the weekend yeah and be ready to go no I totally agree I will say and look this may not have been the cause but RCG and Bolo mm. were the only two front rowers to start from the origin. Every other front oh, rower. okay. The, that entire origin game. Yeah. Yep. So they were the only two to start yeah, for their club. Yep. Yeah. Where yep. the other ones came off the bench. Yeah. There were some ruck players that didn't even play. Yeah. So I wonder whether that was a smart decision, yeah. making these guys start when they're, you know, they'd be bruised and battered. Oh, like, they would have been. It was a crazy game yep. rather than bring them off the bench. Yep. Um, but anyway, it's it's tough. Now, the Roosters. Yeah, Roosters. Look, it, I just I cannot put a finger on the Roosters. I just mm. don't know. It's hard. I you hate know, to get like, a gauge on them. They, like, it's hard. You, you feel like they're they're one game away from going on a run. Yep. But then then you never they never just take that final step. Yep. And then the next week they come out and they'll struggle again. It, I'm just not yeah. sure what's going on. They, they look pretty good in the early stages against Melbourne, didn't Absolutely. they? Well, they're the first to score. Yep. And they they have some good footy, but yeah, Melbourne just they found a way. Uh, to to grind out a, a really tough win mm. um, up there in Sydney, um, but yeah, like you said, mate, like it's 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 so hard to put a put a finger on where they're at this year. Yeah, um, because they've had some outstanding games, and then they've had games that have that haven't been that great at all, mm. or anywhere near the standard that you expect of of a Roosters well, footy side, particularly their defence. Yeah, I think they're starting to they've been a little bit fragile defensively this year. Well, I just there was almost like a ruthlessness about the Roosters. In their dominant period, mm. it was a Roosters footy, and yes. you could there was an identity there of like, wow, this is how the Roosters play. Yeah. Super aggressive in the middle. Even even when they didn't win premierships. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? They were still, like, every time you're like, oh, we're playing Roosters, everyone knew what was coming. Yeah. Everyone knew what was coming. Mm. But that's why I was saying, like, the defense, it, I don't know, it just looks a little bit, at times, a little bit fragile. Just sometimes teams are breaking their line with a fair bit of ease. Yeah. Which... Typically, you don't get from the Roosters. Mm, yeah. No, it's it's uh, it's a really interesting. And you wonder, like, you know, their, their squad hasn't changed that much. Trent Robinson is an incredibly good coach. Yep. Uh, I think if there is one team in the comp, though, that could genuinely just all of a sudden go on a crazy just run. Just find it, yep. It's probably the Roosters. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the, 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 this is a really big game for them. It's a really good opportunity, actually. Yeah. Because if, if they knock off the Eels... Yep. If they're almost in a perfect situation to knock the Eels off because the Eels, you know, didn't win last week. Yep. Maybe their confidence is down. Um, so I actually think this is going to be a cracking match. What a cracking about, match. What about Luke Keery, mate? What do you? He's being monitored. I think he's been named, but he'll be monitored during the week. Do you reckon he'll play? I personally wouldn't play him. Uh, just, just with you know, he's had some history with the head knocks and that. Yeah. Yeah. But in it's saying concerning, that, hey. it is it is concerning for sure. And and it's it was the same with, with Cordner and, and plenty of other Jakey players. Friend. Yeah, Jakey Friend. But even, you know, go further back. I, Joshy Miller had to retire from uh head knocks as well. Yep. Like seeing any player in that situation, it's it's tough because I don't have the pressures of winning games on my back. Yeah. So I don't the the decision is harder for them, whereas I am just looking at it going, you know, I hope you're okay. Yes, that's right. So, and and, and yeah. if, if there's been one club willing to make tough decisions with their players or, or sorry, not tough decision, the right decision for yep. their player, not, not about winning footy games, but for the health of their players has been the Roosters. Absolutely. As, They've been really good with that. As we've just mentioned those two players in Cordner and friend. Yeah, absolutely. So 
Look, I'm going to go the Eels to get the win, but I think this is going to be match of the round. Match of the round, Smithy. Yep, I'm, I'm with you. Um, I think Eels will bounce back. Okay, after the break, we will share our holy schnitz moments of the week. Time now for a betting update, and we do that with Tristan from Top Sport. Tristo, mate, how are you? Yeah, very good, Kempi. How about yourself? Mate, I'm absolutely fantastic. I'm still flying from last week. The Broncos, top four, Queensland, good win. It, mm. Life can't get better. Life can't get better. Now, uh, but let's start with tomorrow night's clash at uh, Four Pines Park. Manly Seagulls versus high-flying Cowboys. Ooh. What do you like here, mate? Yeah, another Queensland team in the top four. They're flying the Queenslanders. $1.55 the Cowboys, two fifty Manly. The line's four and a half. Uh, obviously, DCE back this week. It'll be interesting how they go. They're not underdogs very often at home, Manly, so a bit surprising, that one. Yeah, really going to be really interesting to see how North Queensland travel. They've been fortunate enough to start the year mostly in Queensland, only having to travel to New South Wales, I think, once or twice. Yeah. So that's a, that's a fair way. People forget how far you know Townsville is from Sydney. It's a long way. It's a fair track. <laughs> fair track. Check your uh, maps and uh, use your fingers and work it out. Uh, after the, tomorrow night uh, from Amy Park, the Storm will host a depleted Brisbane Broncos. What markers do you have here? And don't break me heart, Tristo. It's too early in the morning, mate. Yeah, this might be when your week starts crashing down. <laughs> I reckon there could be a little, uh, a little bet between you two boys. It's a dollar sixteen. The store five fifty. The Broncos wow. fifteen and a half net. It was actually higher yesterday until Pappenhausen uh, withdrew with COVID. So it was seven dollars at that point. So there's been a little bit of support for the Broncos on the back of that. And let's go to Saturday night's clash with the Eels versus the Roosters. What marks you got there for us? This one's a really tight game. Who would have thought after getting beat by the Bulldogs you could go into a game against the Roosters as favourite? But the Eels are $1.77. The Roosters two oh eight and the line's one and a half. Wow, thanks so much, Tristo. Really do appreciate it. Make sure if you're gonna have a punt, do it with Tossport, but also gamble responsibly. Holy Schnitz. Time now for the sporting highlight of the week. Thanks to Schnitz, home of fresh, golden, handcrafted schnitzels. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. I've got a quick little uh, text I want to read out. Morning, boys. Me and my son are on a road trip to Grafton for a hockey tournament. Who was your favourite player to go on a road trip with? First of all, shout out to Josh and Lockie from Newcastle, currently on a road trip. Drive Uh, safely, fellas. Drive safely. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Mine would have been, this is a bit of left field, but I love travelling with a guy by the name of Josh Hoffman. He was a bit of a class clan. I love Josh Josh Hoffman. He was funny as anything. Funny as anything. Really? Um... Who would I have liked to go on? I actually did a big road trip. did a drive from Melbourne to Brisbane mm. um, with my old teammate, Dallas Johnson. Oh, the great Dallas Johnson. Big Dell. Yeah, no, it was, um, it was actually good just having a chat to him along the way. We, we, you know what? We didn't stop. We drove all the way through. Silly. No way. Ridiculous. That would have hurt. End of 2003, I think it was. So yeah. we, just, we just wanted to get home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just gunned it. No, <sighs> no. Speed limit, of course, all yeah. the way. Drove safely. Mentally gunned it. But just mentally, just said, nah, got the tunnel, got the got the blinkers on, yeah, and just get the went job done straight up. What's that like? Eleven hours or something? What? Eleven hours? I don't even like what. What are you? How long was it, mate? It was twenty-one. Holy moly! <laughs> eleven hours. I don't know. <laughs> what are you a geography teacher or something? Eleven hours. <laughs> have you have you gone, mate? You road trips. If I'm being well, honest, what's your longest road trip I'm... you went with Josh Hoffman? 
What, just oh, down the corner right. shop or something? Mate, just, yeah, around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're just, uh, just on the bus going so to games and that pretty much. Generally speaking, Melbourne to Sydney, 10 hours, right? So that's R- what I thought roughly. you were saying. I, I forgot. I, didn't, I actually didn't hear where you said you went from. Oh, okay. So you had no interest in my, in my <laughs> no, story, really. I just really. forgot, but I didn't want to put your story up. I didn't want to put your <laughs> no, story up. No, we went from Melbourne to Brizzy. Okay. And we went okay. up the guts. We went up the guts. We went up the uh, the Newell Highway. Oh, uh, okay. that way. So. I thought it was Melbourne to Sydney. That's why I was like about 11 Oh, hours. sorry, no. Yeah. What are but, we going to Sydney for? I don't know, mate. We're from Queensland. You, you, you Melbourne Storm players do a lot of weird stuff. A lot of weird stuff. Yeah, so that was good. That was um, good. Now, yeah, so uh, Dale Johnson. Yep. Holy schnitz sporting moment. Uh, obviously, schnitz, best schnitzels in all the land. But my nomination yes. was Mitchell Moses' bomb try. <laughs> I was going, holy schnitz at my TV. Holy schnitz, mate. What's going on there, Mitchie? And you could see, oh. you could see as soon as it happened, Mitchie had this kind of like, not a smirk, but a, like an embarrassed grin, like oh my yes. god, it's gonna get replayed forever. Yes. Um. So I feel I feel sorry for Mitch because he tried his heart out on the weekend. Unfortunately, he didn't get the win. But yeah, that's when I that was the moment I screamed, "Holy schnitz!" Holy at my schnitz. TV. Yes. Well, my moment, Socceroos. Oh my god. Uh, they had a they had a really good victory against uh, Peru in in penalty shootout mm. to make their fifth consecutive World Cup. Mm. Now you're a big soccer man. I used to play a bit of soccer, yeah. and Or, or in the world game, football. Football, yes. Football. Um, but it was incredible because they were paying $5 to get the win. Yeah, I know. And they beat Peru. It was an incredible performance. Actually, there's some videos, some footage yes. of, is it Redmayne? Yes, Andrew. Andrew Redmayne. Yeah, he's actually going to be on uh, Vossi and Brandy tomorrow morning. Oh, tune in. So, tune in. Uh, so, there's actually footage, I think, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but he actually saw the opposing goalkeepers notes in the shootout in the shootout of like kick who's kicks right who kicks left mm. he picked them up and binned them before the shootout how good so that the guy <laughs> wouldn't have his notes that's what i'm talking about tell me tell me would you do that cuz there's been a few few i or well i, I arguments have been a little bit yeah, i wouldn't you but wouldn't I, but i like that he did it yeah i oh, personally wouldn't though well mate he's there to win 100% i just think mate do what you have to do like if he doesn't do that maybe we don't get world cup that's right and everyone so, will be saying, mate, why didn't you throw that water bottle away? Yeah, exactly. Why didn't you do it? So I personally would have been like, ooh, I don't know if I should do that. Is that but a thing, though? Like, how can you predict where they're going to kick? They is, would is watch there, tape. What, yeah, but okay. So so what, So what? you generally kick to one direction in a penalty shootout? Yeah, usually. Cause it's, really? It's so nerve-wracking, mate. Like, it's, and, and also, those keepers are so big, it's much smaller space than you realise. Oh, yeah. Oh, like their legs and arms are so yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. And so, yep. you know, you tend to tick, kick to a specific side because it's it's like convert, conversions. Yeah. If you do it over and over, you can just nail it. Whereas yes. if you're picking different sides all the time, you're less likely to pinpoint accuracy. Oh, there's no goalie in front of the post when I'm kicking on the conversion, <laughs> though. <laughs> I don't have to worry about it. Um, now, uh, that is the holy schnitz. Thanks. They were our holy schnitz moments, uh, thanks to schnitz. Got that winning taste right now. Schnitz handcrafted schnitzels made fresh and made just for you. After the news, we'll continue our round 15 preview. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and myself. Thanks to SEN 1170 in Sydney, 1620 on the Goldie, 1053 in Brisbane, and soon via 693 SENQ. Let's continue our round 15 preview, Smitty. We've got the Raiders versus the Knights. Big, big game this. Big, big game. Raiders mm. look to have turned a corner. They started the year, I think they went two from eight. So yep. two wins and eight games. 
Then they went on a run. Basically, I think it's uh, four from six um, or around that mark. But they've, they've improved yep. drastically, drastically. Yep. The Knights, on the other hand, it looks it looks like it's getting worse, unfortunately. Uh, how do you see this game panning out? Um, yeah, look, it, it, it wasn't great for Newcastle last week. They... they they showed some some good form th- throughout that match. Mm. Uh, like the first half, they were they were pretty good. I think they only made a couple of errors. Panthers made none. Um, oh. So that's always going to so be, hard to win. That's always going to be a tough day. Um, but uh, yeah, they just I don't know with with all the injuries that they've been dealt um, throughout this season, <clears throat> they've just found it really difficult to find any type of form. Mm. Like any type of form. Yeah. Um, and they've only won sort of a handful of matches this year. But, again, they're one of these teams that are like the Gold Coast Titans. They're a much better footy side than what we're seeing from them right now. Yeah. They, they, they really are. Um, will that be? Will their best footy be good enough against Canberra? I, I don't think with the form that they've found, like you've said, was it four from six? Yeah, four from around the last that. Six? Yeah, around that. With with that form, I, I, I just don't know whether that will be good enough, particularly when Raiders are playing at home. Mm. They're always a little bit harder. Oh, always a little bit so harder cold. at home. It'll be so cold. It'll be freezing. Um, Josh Papali, he goes back into the starting pack as well. Um, Rapan is back from suspension, so that just makes him a, a stronger footy side. Yeah. Kalen Ponga has been named uh, to play. I, I actually, I, I, I thought he had to miss the game, but um, because of that, Concussion protocols. He was he was given a, a category one mm. uh, concussion from last week when he tried to <laughs> get in front of bra- brave oh, effort. Yeah, brave as brave idiot. effort to get in front of Vili Army Kickow. Yeah, um, but he but he took a pretty solid hit um, to his head and then hit the deck afterwards. I, I thought he. Man, I'm ha- getting a bit worried about oh, Kalen. Like he just puts the way, his... way he plays. He just... Well, it's hard, mate, because yeah. it's it's hard, and, and I know. You know, like us as former players, you get worried for like the current players, yeah, and, and sure. particularly you know fans of of these guys. You get a little bit concerned about the way they play. But if they don't play that way, are they in the team? Yeah, you know what I mean. It's a good point. If they don't play that way, mm. do they get picked? Yeah, it's it's one of the reasons why they get picked to play NRL is because of the way they play the game. How brave it's, it's, he puts himself in the tuck. It's like Dale Finucane. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? He's, he's currently, well, he's out with a knee injury, but mm. that was because of um, a head knock that he received. He hurt his knee after getting the head knock. Mm. But that's why he is in an NRL system is because of the aggressive style of footy that he plays. Yeah. And that's the same as Kalen. Mm. Um, so, you know, let's hope that he's okay um, and he can get out there and, and play for the Knights and he's healthy. Kurt Mann, he goes back to lock. I think that's great. He's, he, he missed about five or six matches yeah. with... Um, and oh, it was a freak thing. Ankle... Like, he, he busted a... A blood vessel in his ankle what? was like the fourth person in the world for this thing to ever happen. Oh my! And God. if he didn't get onto it, he got rushed to hospital. If he didn't get onto it, he, he, he almost would have lost his foot. Oh my God! So he missed he missed about five matches. He come back last week off the bench. Kalen goes off with the HIA. Mm. Went to fullback. Did a pretty good job. So he's back at lock. He played really good footy there. Um, they they look like a much stronger side with this lineup. I just don't know whether that'll be enough to beat Canberra. Yeah. No, I, I agree. They look much stronger. But Canberra, Tarpanet for me has been the form front row over the last four weeks. He's been outstanding. Tarpanet? Yeah, Tarpanet for yep. the for the yep. Raiders. Yep. Um, and I really like what they're, they're building there. I, I understand they lost against uh, understrength Broncos, but I think that was more to Broncos just putting on an incredible defensive effort. Oh, that's... that's uh, going back to that game... Uh, 
that, that's probably one of the, the toughest games that Broncos have played in a long time. Years. One of the bravest yeah. efforts. Absolutely. To, and they had to to get that win. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think the Raiders are in pretty good form at the moment. I think that uh, Jackie White and he'll... he'll uh, have another week of rest after Origin. He was in really good form at Origin. I think that's going to give him a lot of confidence. So, look, I'm going to get the Raiders to get the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also think that out of all those guys on the edge of the eight, the Raiders right now, for me, are probably in the best form. Yeah, right. So I think they actually may be able yeah, to squeeze okay. themselves into yep. the eight, Yep. Uh, which would be a great turnaround. They were they were headed for the spoon, maybe, you know, oh, first eight games. Yeah. And then, <laughs> you know, and now all of a sudden they could make the eight. It would be an incredible turnaround. So, yeah. Well, a couple of results go their way. Like, yeah, they could, they could be right there. Mm-hmm. Um, now, on to the next game. We've got the Doggies versus the Tigers. Uh, Chris Patolo mm-hmm. is out with concussion, but Curtis Moran has been named on the bench for his NRL debut. Congratulations, Curtis. Yep. Uh, Raymond Fatala Mariner uh, replaces Corey Waddell on the starting side, and then... Uh, West Tigers, mate, fans, Tigers fans get excited. The great Adam <laughs> Dewey. He's back. He's back. He's off the bench, but he's back. Yes. Um, so important to that side. And it's going to be really interesting to see how different they are with a guy like, you know, Hastings has brought so much to the side. But we have to remember, in their darkest days, Dewey was the energy mm. guy. He was the guy bringing, you know, he was their best player, essentially. So where will he go on? That's an interesting one. I, I like probably reckon... Bench. Like, he's, he's not a, like, when he's fully fit, he's not a bench player. Nah, not at all. You know, maybe centre or Centers. 13, maybe, but yeah. probably centre, I'd yeah. say. Okay. Um, you know, another thing that would be interesting is if they got rid of Leilua, do they, are they considering him as an edge, maybe? Mm. I don't know if he's got the size for it yet, uh, but very exciting times. Uh, who have you got? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping on the doggies bandwagon. Yeah, okay. Off, off the back of last week. Yep. Surely they take a lot of confidence, oh. and they're just excited Mate. at Belmore this week. Yeah, about a great result, knocking off Parramatta like that's massive. That's huge for them. And what's huge. So ironic is the the other teams knock off Parramatta was Tigers. Oh, so it's... oh, hang on a minute. Can I can I can I change my tip? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm with the doggies. With the doggies. I'm with the doggies. Um, what an opportunity for the doggies though. They could go two in a row. Yes. Oh, let's throw. Uh, sorry, I'm just. We're getting off off track a little bit here. Mm. We're going back to origin stuff. Mm. Spanner in the works. Yeah. Okay. Josh Addo Carr. Oh wow. Five tries in the last two matches that he's played since being left out of the origin side. Mate, chances for origin two. I, it's tough because, like, Tupo, he was actually really good. Yeah, game he, he was. 200-plus metres. Yeah. And he, he was strong, like, all of his carries. Yeah. Got, got, got the Blues away to really good set starts. Yep. And he also did what he was brought in to do, high ball, offloads at Tedesco. Yes, it was called forward. Mm. You know, that was dubious. Yeah. It was or wasn't. Um, so it'd be so harsh on Tupo to drop him. Yep. But Just wanted to throw it up there. Yeah, no, but I think with Fox, like, the energy he brings off the mm. field as well. Yeah. So I would honestly strongly consider bringing the Fox back in, even though Tupo had, gives no reason why he shouldn't be in that side. Get him in the 22 and just... Yeah, get yeah, that's Fire the boys up. Fire the boys up. Get get some energy. <laughs> um, but Tigers versus Doggies, who are we going in? I'm, I'm, I'm on the Dogs. I'm back in the Doggies. Okay. Two yep. in a row, Doggies. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to back them home. Bulldogs haven't won consecutive games since 2019. They're going to do it in 2022. Oh, big call there. Big, big call. call from Smithy. Get on it. Um, now, we've got some text here. Smithy, with Foz coming to the Titans next year, how does that affect mm. or work in with Brimson Campbell with the fullback position if they have bought Foz to partner Sexton in the halves? Um, yeah, it's it's a difficult one. It's it's almost like uh, the situation at Melbourne mm. last year mm. where you had Pappenhausen, Hughes, Munster, and Nico Hines. 
Yes, yes. Good you know point. what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So Nico Hines, he, he was used as a bit of a utility. Mm. I could play in the halves, but play fullback as well. Mm. But he was never going to take that spot of... Yeah. So one of those players, one of those players obviously has to move. Mm. Um, I, I don't think... Well, well, Foz, when you recruited to a club, he's, he's going to play six, I'd say. Mm. Um, Jaden Campbell, fit, he plays one. So it's really who, who goes as the half pairing to um, to Foz. Or do you give Foz do you give Foz maybe the seven? See, I would give Foz the seven. And say, mate, you're you're the organizer, you run the side. Yep. And you say AJ Brimson keeps six. I think so. But then where does that leave Toby Sexton? Look, I, I think Sexton you could either, you know, develop him as, forward, as in, you know, put him at 14 and you bring him on to just, you know, learn a bit more. Mm. But also, you know, he's still really young. You, you put him back in New South Wales Cup for for a while and yep. let him just just play his trade, learn it. Get, you know, at the moment, Sexton's a really interesting case study because he plays 20 minutes. He actually has the most forced dropouts by a substantial yeah, margin. No, he does, mate. It's any, huge. You know, his, his individual... Um, Repeat set stat is is bigger than some teams. It's like crazy. Combined. Yeah, crazy. He's got like sixteen or seventeen. Yeah, it's massive, on and he does it regularly. The only the concern though is is that he has twenty to thirty minutes, really, really good footy, yep. confident. Yep. And then for some reason, when the momentum shifts or something changes, he really struggles to get himself back into the game okay. and just and just wrangle it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, control yes. back under. Yep. Um, and I wonder whether a little bit of time either well it's, it's going to be interesting because if he spends a whole preseason with Foz yes he may be that may be enough well this is what I was just about to toss up to you it it might be a similar situation like a Chad Townsend with a Tom Dearden mm. at the Cowboys this yeah, year absolutely so you bring Foz up and say mate take this bloke under your wing yeah have guide him through the preseason yep teach him about you know consistency and and getting the best out of himself and coming up with you know smart plays you know, the right plays at the right time. Mm. Um, you know, talk about kicking and a game plan around that to make sure that you know, that's consistent within the 80 minutes that he plays. And then, you know, you've got Jaden Campbell at one and then you find another spot. You find a spot for AJ mm. somewhere, maybe in the centres. Yeah, is he big enough for a centre, you reckon? I mean, he, oh, he, he, he rips is. in. Yeah. He, I mean, if you're big enough for six, you're big enough for centre. Yeah, and he's a powerful... We've, we've yeah. seen, like, he, he he's... He can hold his own. Yeah, absolutely. Could you? Would you consider? I tell you what. If he if he's not big enough, he's certainly fast enough. Oh, absolutely. So if he loses, if he loses a little bit to the opposite centre in size, he mm. makes up with speed. I wonder what Primo would be like as a nine. I know that sounds crazy, and it is crazy, but like him mm. at a dummy half with wow. that speed. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's just a random thought that's coming to my head. But yes, yeah, centre. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. You didn't need You're to right. hear that. Well, they got uh, options. Yeah, for sure. And which is, you know. I just wish Sexton had have had Fogarty to teach him this year. But yeah. anyway, you can't change that. You can't change that. So who are we going this week? With, with the Titans, you would go, at the moment right now, would you go Foz 7, Sexton 6, yeah, Campbell I think so. 1? Yep. Yeah, I think that'd be a pretty good matchup, actually. Um, now, we're going to head to a break. Give us a call if you want, 1300-01-1170 or text us 0457-736-736 and we'll answer your text after the break. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and myself. Uh, thanks to SEN 1170 in Sydney, 1620 on the Gold Coast, 1053 in Brisbane, and 693 SENQ. But we've got some text here, Smithy. Got some text. Yeah, what have we got, mate? Now, we've got... Uh, G'day, boys. Enjoy the show every week. What are your thoughts on Justin Holbrook? Do you guys think it's a coaching issue or attitude issue with the roster? Can't see why 
the Mighty Maroons next week. Here. Can't wait to see the Mighty Maroons next week here in Perth. Oh, Braden from Perth. You, you going to the match, mate? I hope so. Surely. Yeah, surely he's going. He's yeah. got some tickets. Mate. Big stadium. Can't wait. Um, no, look, I, I, there's every player I speak to that has been involved with the Titans have huge raps on, um, on Justin Holbrook. So I, I'd suggest it's not a coaching issue. I think they're just they're just struggling to get it right on the field. Yeah, and and as we spoke about, they've we've seen we've seen it with our own eyes. Like they they can play, they can play really competitive football against the best sides, mm. and in the same match play their worst footy. Yeah, and just implode. Mm. So you know, I think the the players just need to really sort that out and just get a little bit more consistency about themselves. Mm. But um, good question, Braden. Um, hope to see you. Hope to see you at the game next week, next Sunday. Sunday week. Sunday week. How uh, exciting. Game two in Perth. But that was, that was, that was a bomb. That was a 400-yarder. Any, can anyone hit 400 yards? Except for the big drivers, the long Mate. drivers. That was a big 400-yard bomb with a tailor-made TP5. The, num- the ball that beats the number one ball in it goal. It beats the number one ball. Beats the number one ball. Yes. Yep. Number two to number one. Yes. But still beats the number one. Taylor yep. made TP5. Get around <laughs> it. Get some. Go down and get them from all the golf, good golf shops, or just online at Taylor made. Um, now we've got some more text here. Just with the Holbrook situation as well, mm-hmm. you have to remember as they. Yes, it is a down year. It is absolutely a down year for the Titans. There's no denying that. You can't sugarcoat it. Yep. But as a club, this is the strongest position they've been in in a very, very long time, in my opinion. And you you have to give credit where credit's due. <clears throat> he has helped put in put together these young players yes. in this young team. Yep. Uh, and so, yeah, I don't think he's under pressure for his job yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he should be given substantial amount of time to keep these boys together yep. and build something special. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and as a club on a whole, they're, they're doing some great things up there. They, they're building their, their business, Kempi. Mm-hmm. Um, as we've seen this year, they uh, had a team enter in the NRLW. So yep. they've got a women's team now. In the Knocked nas- off the Broncos. National competition, beat the Broncos. Yeah. Played in the finals, um, which was great. They've just uh, they've just entered a uh, netball side. Oh wow! In, in, in the Queensland, so it's sort of like the the the, uh, the competition below um, the national comp. Yeah, the national uh, netball competition in Australia. They play in a Queensland comp, so I think they're looking to maybe enter a side in the national competition, a bit like the Sunshine Coast Lightning with their association yeah. with the Melbourne Storm. Yeah, okay, a bit like that, and, yep. and Collingwood Magpies with um, the Collingwood Magpies AFL club. Yeah, a um, bit like that. So. They're doing some wonderful things up there mm. um, as far as, you know, the franchise and the organisation is concerned. They just uh, The footy side just needs to get out there and bag a few more wins. Absolutely. Now, after the break, we'll wrap up the show and share our final tips for round 15. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. What a show it's been. Thank you all for listening, but we're going to get into our tips really quickly. Smithy, we've got the Dragons v. the Rabbitohs. Who you got, mate? I've got Dragons. Macca's 300s and they're playing at home. Okay. We've got the Seagulls, Cowboys. Uh, cow's too strong. Okay. Storm versus Broncos. I'm going the Storm, boys. Oh, no. Come on, who are you going? Oh, Broncos, obviously. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah. a bit of value there. Paying $5.50, guys. I, I just needed that on record. <laughs> uh, Sharkies, <laughs> Titans. Um, Titans. I'm going the Titans oh, at cost. you're too loyal, Smith. They're going to the break Titans your heart, mate. They're nah. going to break your heart. Boys. You're too loyal, They're going to lift, I'm telling you. You're too loyal for your own good. Tino Fasul Malawi, man of the match. Now... Warriors are paying $10 against the Panthers. No, Penrith. Wow. Penrith. Can $1. I just back, $1.05. I'm back in Penrith against every team for the rest of the year except for Melbourne. Wow. That's a big call. I like it. Now we've got the Eels versus the Roosters. Eels, bounce back. Raiders, Knights. 
Uh, yeah, the Raiders at home. Yep. Doggies, Tigers. And the dogs, I'm on I'm on the bandwagon. You're on. Two in a row back since what? 2019. There you go. Uh, that's thanks to SEN 1170 in Sydney, SEN 1620 on the Gold Coast, 1053 in Brisbane, and soon will be via 693 SENQ. Thanks, guys, for listening. Go to the podcast and follow us on Apple and Spotify, and we'll see you next week. See you next week.